Hi, I'm Peter, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. If you'd like to join me to have a chat, or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website, petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Thomas Casey, better known as Tom, TC to his good friends and colleagues, and Uncle Bot to his family. Born in Sydney, Tom spent his younger years between Sydney, Bathurst, and the Central Coast. My initial question to Tom was where he had grown up, and his reply was that he's not entirely sure that he has grown up. (laughs) He wasn't sure what he wanted to be as a grown-up, but he did know that he didn't want to be an architect or an engineer, and apparently there's a story behind the latter. Tom is a registered surveyor and has been in the industry for 28 to 34 years. Hmm. (laughs) Most people know. Depends where you start. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So um, he is the owner of his own business, Casey Survey and Design. He spent six years working in retail to pay his way through university um, before starting his career as a graduate surveyor and GIS operator with RTA in Parks. Tom has won some prestigious awards over the last few years, the first being the highly commended in 2019 ESI Awards in the Rural, Cadastral and Land Titling category, God, that's a mouthful, and joint winner in 2021 for the Infrastructure and Construction category for his work on the Silver City and Cobb Highways in the far west of New South Wales. He describes the Silver City work as possibly career-defining. He doesn't have much time for hobbies, and as a former low single-figure golfer, now retired due to age, old age and football injuries, he dabbles in lawn bowls and would love to get back into his veggie patch again. Hi, Tom. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember giving you most of that. So. <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny. It's, I love it when um, I put all those bits and pieces together to come up with the introduction and people sit there going, oh, did I write that? Oh, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I also believe that um, on on all of those other things in your hobbies and stuff that uh, I've heard on the grapevine that um, you like Australia, Australian poetry. I do, yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's something that's actually gone through well, my life. Actually, my fifth my fifth grade primary school teacher was the uh, taught taught us the man from Snow River. Mm-hmm. And I have never <laughs> forgotten it. Um, I can do it standing on my head with a mouthful of marbles. Um, That's what I've kind of heard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, over the years, it's turned into my party trick. That, yep, um, yep. Yeah, That's what, but, that's, that's what I've heard. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, it, it, it grew from that, actually. Yeah, I, I sort of, I wouldn't say I had a job doing it, but uh, I've sort of done it semi, semi-job-wise a little bit. Um, helped oh. in... Uh, Certainly wooing my wife, I can tell you. Now. So uh, I'll let nice. you tell her that story. <laughs> I don't tell you that. Yeah. But, um, well, it's, it's yeah. actually funny you say that because I'm, I'm, 
I've been meaning to actually have some conversations with some surveyors partners, I shall say, because they're not all wives, are they? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. Okay, let's get back to the start. So you were born in Sydney, whereabouts? Um, I know we live mum and dad lived in Warunga at the time. Um, okay. I don't know where I was born actually. <laughs> Sorry, mother. <laughs> So did you stay? Know. Did you stay like in Warunga for long? Um, in Sydney, yeah, I went to primary school in Warunga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think till I was about eight. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, second, third class, something like that. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, moved to moved to Bathurst. Yeah, and did um, yeah primary school and a uh, couple of years of uh, secondary at Bathurst, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then to the Central Coast after that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, was that because of your parents' work? That those yeah, moves? dad dad was yeah. an engineer. Dad was an engineer with Public Works, uh-huh. um, and yeah, that's where he was posted. That was in the days of, um, sort of you know forced transfers and things like that. Yep. So you know they they went where they were told to go, sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Highly different now, you know, with merit based um, criteria for jobs and things like that. But um, mm. yeah, that's just the way life was. Um, Mum was a nurse, but. Um, Oh, so she could have got a job anywhere. Well, no, she she stopped working when she oh. started having children and she didn't stop having children for a considerable length of time. Um, oh, really? How I'm, many? I'm one of eight. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, um, <laughs> yeah. It was eight, eight in 13 years with uh, with no twins. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah. What a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she can have that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I was number, I know I was number three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like to tell people when the when the fourth one was born, the first had just turned three. Oh wow! So um, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Diff- just... Different different era. So, oh, I know, yeah. I know. Okay, I've got three boys. That's enough. We <laughs> yeah. well, got three boys, five girls. So yeah. you do. No, I don't. No, oh. no, in my family. Oh, I was no, going to no, say. No, no, I have. I don't have any children. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I certainly okay. haven't followed my parents into you, that that yep. line of work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I like as we sit here talking, you're drinking out of a surveying mug. I'm in the office, so yeah, <laughs> just freebie freebie mugs from one of the equipment suppliers. So yeah. Oh no, plug there. <laughs> oh, Leica. Yeah, see, on Kennedy. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Definitely team green here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So you did you finish um, high school up at the Central Coast? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, probably ended up being an interesting way. I, I, I mean, it's obviously uh, you can't change what happens in your life, but mm. I was um, at a Catholic all-boys high school um, up until year 10 that um, – then had no year 11 and 12 and yep. uh, the choice was uh, at that stage here yeah, there was no Catholic high school on the central coast and it was on the train down to St Leo's at Warunga, which didn't excite me a real lot so I jumped into mm-hmm. the uh, public system and was mm-hmm. quite happy with that um, yep. yeah, and uh, so I went to Erin High for year 11 and 12 oh, yeah. on the mm-hmm. coast, yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh, which was only a short bus ride from, from home. So, you know, rather than, you know, bus ride, train ride up to St. Leo. So, yeah, yeah. Um, nice country, little country town. Where? Coastal. 
Coastal? Oh, I wouldn't call the coast country. But <laughs> well, I, I call anything out of Sydney country compared yeah. to where you are now. That's not country. But... Oh, it's not country. No, no. But um, it's funny it's when I when not I the city. Yeah, when when I finished in, we'll probably get to it. But um, when I finished uni and got the job back in Parks, Mum looked at me and said, "I always knew you were going back to the bush." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't enjoy the Central Coast a lot. Um, oh, really? <laughs> no, no, I sort of, um, it's just too crowded. Um, it's only one road in, one road out, um, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So sort of up around the entrance and stuff. The only, mm. only bad thing about the entrance or thing about the entrance is there's no exit. So, uh, <laughs> but, oh, dear. Anyway. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so I finished school there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So finished school. Did you go straight into uni? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, gap years wasn't really the, the no. done thing back then. Um, so I oh finished in 87. That's so. so funny because I had the same statement said to me yesterday. When well, I was someone talking. of my, my age or? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> close. Yep. Close. Yeah. Yep. yep. No just, it really wasn't done. You know? No. I mean, international, even in like international travel and thing was was reasonably exotic, you know, like it wasn't mm. as cheap as what it is or before yeah. the pandemic, you know. Yeah. Um just sort of wasn't the done thing. I don't I don't remember it anyway. No. Um yeah. No, no. I um yeah, I sort of went, yeah, went straight from school to uni. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in the introduction, or you it mentioned that you didn't want to be an architect. You did that for work experience, was it? Yeah, I did teach. Yeah. Two, um, two stints as an architect, actually, at work experience. It was obviously something that uh, piqued my interest. At, yeah. I think they were both in year 10. I can't remember. But one was with, um, actually, with Public Works. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, with, uh, with the government architect. I did a yeah. week in Sydney there. Um, and I did another week, um, yeah, with an architect on the Central Coast mm-hmm. at some stage, yeah. Mm. But um, I obviously convinced myself that wasn't it, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and then we come to the engineering side. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been a bit of a hint with that already. I mean, Dad, yes. Dad, 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 Dad was an engineer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, um, oh, look, he's going to hear this, but, yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think he's heard the story before. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I obviously had a bent in that area, you know, like dad would do stuff around the, the backyard in the shed and build stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I quite enjoyed that, um, yeah. you know, concreting for a shed or bricklaying or building a fence or barbecue or something, you know, like mm. I, I obviously enjoyed that. But, and when we're doing stuff, you know, he'd turn around, oh, yeah, it's pretty good, you know, we'll, we'll make an engineer of you yet. And I, back in my mind, I really remember this guy, no, you bloody well won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to come home cranky like you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, not that I deliberately did, did you know, avoided it, but what, what ended up happening was when, when I did go into year 11 at Erin High and choosing subjects, um, mm. I had a, I really wanted to do modern history. Okay. I was quite, uh, quite keen on that. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of ran in the same stream as, as chemistry. Um, so you sort of couldn't do the two together. And I never, ever, ever understood chemistry. Like it just, 
just just baffles me. You know, <laughs> I just I just don't get it. You know, like so when we're doing year nine and ten, like yeah. And so I I said no, I'm going to go and do something I can do reasonably well at and mm-hmm. um, really enjoy, rather than something that'll just spin my head out and whatever. Still did the the whole three unit um, three unit maths and physics and things like that. But no. like as as traditionally everyone does the the three unit maths, the physics, the chem and goes off and becomes an engineer well mm-hmm. um yeah i did um modern history i did three unit modern history actually oh gosh and um yeah did very 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 well at, at that yeah and um you know so I, I was pretty always been pretty happy i did that um, yeah but then when it came to choosing subjects for uni um the non-chemistry immediately took me out of every engineering um, mm, okay it, chem, chem was a prerequisite for right. pretty much every engineering mm-hmm. um and um, yeah, then you know, when it came to, I said, geez, you know, I really do have a bent this way, sort of, you know, like I do like my, my building stuff and numbers and things like that. And uh, I can't remember who suggested it, but someone sort of said, take a look at surveying. And I think I had an idea of what, what it was all about. But yeah. um, I went in and uh, had a talk to a, uh, a guy that um, worked for or with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. Dad was the project manager of the Gosford Wyong sewerage implementation scheme, sort of, which was sewering the Central Coast at the time. Yeah, okay. So it's a pretty big project and yeah. a pretty big time. But Barry Hunt was uh, one of his surveyors and um, I, uh, I went and had a yarn to Barry and I didn't, I don't think I even went out with Baz, but um, sort of spent half a day or a day sitting around his desk and just chatting and whatever and came out of that going, that sounds pretty good, you know. Yeah, like, okay. um, and it was the, you know, bit in the field, bit in the office type of yeah. thing that seemed all right. But yeah. um, so it went down as number one choice and I got that um, and toddled off to uni to do it. Sort of really not, I wouldn't say I was inspired to do it, you know. I just, oh, well, <laughs> you finish school, you go to uni. Like, I've never been driven in my life like by any passion sort of thing. I, mean, <laughs> I might show some passion for what I do, but I've never been I've never been, oh, that's what I'm gonna do. That, yeah. You know, I've never never had any direction in my life, you know. <laughs> my, my mother's just killed over laughing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, off you went and you did your university and you know, life kind of just happened. Um, yeah. So what yeah. can you remember what your second choice was then? Did you have a second um, I job? I do. I do, actually. And now this will blow people's minds, but it was social work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that um, doesn't surprise me if you if you were into your modern history. Yeah. That actually doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there's no way I'd be a social worker now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at that, at that time of the choices, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah, I was a you know mad little lefty or something at the time. I don't know, but like, um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I do remember that. Actually, it's bizarre. I hadn't, hadn't even thought about that. But it's it totally may not different. have been it may not have been my second choice. Um, probably my second choice was surveying in Newcastle or something. But um, I did nearly I did nearly change actually. Um, after I don't know whether it was second year, my first year was abysmal at uni. Um, uh-huh. Pretty much. Most first years are, aren't they? Yeah, I <laughs> I let loose a bit in first year. Um, I still, as I was saying, I didn't want to travel to St Leo's to go to school. Mm. I still travelled from from East Gosford to New to New, to New South Wales uh, Uni, South so Wales it was a bus, train That's bus. A, yeah, it was, you know, it was a couple of two hours down, two hours back every mm-hmm. day. And in those days, it it was a 
it was a 40 hour week course, you know, like it was, yeah, it was five right. days a week. Um, mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty long hours, but I didn't have the, the finances to, um, mm. sort of live in Sydney. So I was still living at home. Um, but, um, yeah, a lot of the financial support I was getting in first year disappeared in second year when I brought my results home, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't go down real well. You kind of need that, you know, that little bit of leeway in first year because you oh, just yeah. let loose a bit, don't you? Oh, I took full advantage of it, but anyway. <laughs> I think but, you're um, the only one. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, there's there's a there's a little pack um, that I ended up sort of going through. People ask you what year were you in? I said, I've got no idea because I was doing subjects here and subjects yeah. there and different mm. years, but um, there's a little pack that we, we got named the deadbeats at one stage. Oh, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And, who, uh, who was in that group? Oh no, no, we're not going into that. No, <laughs> oh. no they, they know who they are. Some, off some the, are some off are, the record, uh, okay? Off the record. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're not going there. <laughs> no. Actually, oh, we've, just, we've just had the, the first. The first of the deadbeats has just retired. Actually, so um, oh. that hit well, home now a little I'm bit. Have to go and yeah. research now. <laughs> <laughs> Location oh, north. Oh, no, 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 Central. no, no, Sydney, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway. No, so that, yeah, that did that. Um, but, you know, sort of the, the middle of years, my last year at uni, I only did one subject. I had my mm-hmm. um, my thesis mm-hmm. project or my major project to finish off that, yeah, that right. year. So I, you know, I, I, I still reckon, you know, I, I did my uni degree in four years still, but it took six years to finish off. But, yeah, <laughs> no, still got a degree at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. P's get degrees. <laughs> yeah, knew nothing about surveying when I left uni, though, like really. Um, nothing about doing a job, um, how to about, you know, mm. really. Yeah, how mm-hmm. to measure, you know, yeah. things, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to agree with you there because I know that, yeah, I've come through the TAFE system and had the real practical experience and, learnt heaps and then we'd get uni students in and you're just going oh my god what are you learning (laughs) here I am the techie teaching the grad to (laughs) survey and draft and fix plans and calculate and yeah yeah um yeah Yeah. I mean it's not it's it's not a criticism that's just the way it was um yeah I think it's reasonably. I think it's, I think it's reasonably different now. I was, um, yeah, I was about to say that. You know, sort of what I've seen of um, what Craig Roberts does and things like that. There now, yeah. you know, it's sort of a fair bit more industry engagement there, and and that you know, there's obviously reduced reduced contact hours um, yeah. allows students to you know do part time work or you know whatever, um, and you know online lectures and things like that. That makes a massive um, difference. I'd hate to be doing that, by the way. I I. I'd never find the time to watch them. <laughs> I mean, oh. the, the experience for me, I mean, going back to the little deadbeat group, um, yeah. you know, we did everything together. Like, yeah. you know, we, I would not have learnt what I learned at university without those six or seven guys and girls that were in our little pack. Um, you know, if we had a problem, we, we'd be up, you know, in the study room or computer room trying to sort it out. You were never by yourself sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good times. Whereas yeah. it's a little bit different with yeah the online learning stuff. You oh, don't have that horrible way to learn. Mm. Yeah. Don't say that. I'm about to oh. start an academy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, particularly surveying would be a really hard concept to 
to learn without physically touching, playing, you know, seeing, um, I yeah. reckon, you know. Yeah. Um, See, that's the difference with the academy. They will be doing that. So. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just a little plug there. Get a plug in. Yeah. <laughs> Get a plug yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean though. But, I mean, I think with the, as you said, the contact hours dropping, it does give them a chance to actually work in companies mm. and, and get that experience mm. and all that sort of stuff mm. now. So yeah. just heaps better. But I was, I was going to get to, um, I nearly, I nearly moved up to Newcastle Uni. Oh yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. That I think it was after second year, um, my parents moved from Gosford to Wyong, um, mm-hmm. which is just that much bloody further away from yeah. Sydney, you know, like, and, um, I did investigate sort of turning around and going up to Newcastle. I remember um, going and uh, going into John Fryer's office. Um, do you know John? <laughs> I haven't personally met him. Oh, you don't do. forget it. You don't forget <laughs> it. So I walked into John's office and uh, I'll never forget his words. He turned around in his swivel chair and he just looks at me and goes, ah, a fish swimming upstream. And, uh, <laughs> We had a chat, but just couldn't organise it. That um, uh, it kind of worked out. Um, I was trying to travel against the commute. You know, there mm-hmm. was no no trains going north yeah. at the right in the morning, and there was no trains coming south in the afternoon, sort of thing that I needed yeah. and stuff like that. So I didn't end up doing that. But um, yeah, just a little aside. That which uh, once which once again is is a lot different now because that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I did. Oh, I think. Um, Four of the six years I went to uni, I I, I travelled. Um, mm-hmm. There were two years that I managed to squirrel away enough cash to sort of have a, a share house or a room in a house to um, yeah, right. sort of to afford that. But but still came home every weekend basically to um, work. Um, you know, so uh, mm. sort of afford to go back again the next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you finished uni and you ended up getting a job with. RTA. With RTA, yeah. 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 That was my first job too. Where when I at? left. I was at Parramatta. All right. Mm. Yeah. And it was a summer, a summer job only kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time they offered me a position, I'd already organized a new job. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I was uh, pretty lucky actually. They <laughs> they um they'd had a long time survey and property manager here in parks mm-hmm. um who'd retired i think a couple of years or 18 months before i got there and they had a lot of trouble uh finding a registered surveyor replacement they mm-hmm. had replaced replaced the previous guy with with a fellow um that had been there a long time um yeah. uh but they had a lot of trouble sort of filling backfilling his position and you know they convinced the powers that be at the time said oh we've had that much trouble how about we you know try and sort of get someone young and so they they did get a graduate position up and uh, mm-hmm. yeah I was lucky enough to to win that yeah sort of and it was I'd um I'd worked for uh in a retail big retail place yeah. on the central coast going through uni and and uh, Christmas was always a fairly lucrative time for dollars, you know, so mm-hmm. I stayed there until that. And a bit started January, so I'll better start flogging the CV around the Central Coast a little bit. And yeah, right. There was nothing available. Then this job came up. I was interviewed for it and, um, yeah, got a phone call one day and sort of said, oh, yeah, we'll offer you the position. Sort of two weeks later, I'd moved up here. So yeah, I right. haven't left, yeah. So. It's um, 
Do you think there was many that applied for the position? Because like Parks is such a long way away. I think from- there were. Yeah, yeah. They're- from Sydney. <laughs> there, um, there were. I think. I think there was quite a lot of uh, the graduates from my year that probably okay. applied for it too. Um, yeah, right. And I think there were a couple that weren't real happy about me getting it, not them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, One of the deadbeats. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You might say that, but uh, um, I think, and I have spoken, and in the uh, very soon after, actually, I got it. I went to a conference, a survey conference, um, and I managed to speak to the. Um, there were three guys, three three people on the panel: the the, the boss at Parks, um, Bob mm-hmm. Valentine, uh, and two other guys from Sydney. I managed to speak to the two other guys, and uh, they sort of one of them turned around and said, "Oh." you know, you were interview number two or whatever and sort of said uh, no one was going to beat you after your interview, which surprised oh, me. Like, wow. but, but I think I found out like, they were really looking for, they weren't looking for, a you know, um, a 99% or out of uni. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the Mr. 55% probably suited them. Um, mm-hmm. Bush kid probably thing, you know, like someone mm. that, um, you know, so was the, probably going to suit the Bush. Yeah, yeah so. I was going to say they were finding, trying to find the right person that they thought would, fit and stay fit and hang around yeah, yeah. you know like yeah so um you know, i'm not you know I, I just fitted what they wanted i think yeah mm. so that was you know it was encouraging to hear I, I didn't expect to get the job i suppose i never do but um it was nice yeah <laughs> neither did i <laughs> i'd been turned down so many times before i went to that interview <laughs> I walked out of it going, oh, that was experience. <laughs> uh, I've got a different you – know, I've, I've never been for a job interview I haven't got. Oh, I have. Yeah, Especially um, in my early years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I probably haven't been to a lot of job interviews either, I might say. But, uh, mm. yeah, but anyway. Yeah. I had a few when I was at TAFE and, you know, 26 years ago it was a little bit different to these days of having – Having a female working for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. I got turned down quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, uh, I, you, you seem to be insinuating the female was, was a part of the reason, but uh, mm. uh, I imagine it probably was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a young mum. I, hope, I, had I a baby. Hope, that, hope that doesn't happen anymore. But No, I don't think it does anymore. Well, uh, no, actually, I'll probably say it probably may, but not as much as it did. Yeah. yeah. No. Things have changed a lot since then. The better, yes. Mm. So yeah. how long were you um, – so they put you through and you did all your, your registration. How long did that sort of take? No. No? no that, the, that was fully oh. intended to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, um, fully intended to, you know, but that was left to me. Um, uh-huh. And uh, – So it didn't happen. <laughs> I spent too much time drinking beer and chasing women, I think. So, um, yeah, it, it sort of, I, I remember I, I very quickly, I, I, I mean, I started, started in 94 and I suspect probably 1994, I went to Curry for the first time. So, yeah, I'm all keen. Let's get into this. Um, mm-hmm. What do we got to do? Um, and then other things, work got in the way, life got in the way. Um, you know, I, I did start a couple of projects, I think. I did a big... Um, Big rural job, sort of on my own bat off a mate's farm. Um, that was going to be my rural job, um, mm-hmm. but never got finished. Um, never got around to it, sort of thing. Um, that's how. Yeah, I, I, um, 
I didn't get registered when I was there at all. Right, okay. um, I I did about. Uh, hey, did sorry? Did you yeah. mate need that survey? No, no, no. Oh, good. <laughs> just checking. No, no, no. It was just um, the place we used to go and muck around a bit. And um, mm-hmm. his brother owned the place actually, and he said, "Oh, you reckon you just measure, measure up all my paddocks?" And and this is. I mean, tell kids these days, you know, back in the old days, but you know, like there was no, you old fart. no there was no Google, there was no, you know, no spatial <laughs> service to go and do a yep. polygon and say, oh, it's about that. Like, yeah, you, you know, I suppose you could have just got the car out and driven it, but like, I mean, they're pretty big paddocks, but oh, no, I'll measure it all up and I'll do this job. I was on the, the Bogan River out between Naramai and Tottenham, but, <gasps> okay. um, you know, and it was bloody good survey, like, uh, you know, having to actually go out and just do it myself. It was good too, you know. Mm. Like, but I mean, I was afforded the time a little bit. I think I took one of my um, RTA assistants out for a couple of days, you know, sort of. Um, I don't know how they'd get away with that these days, but anyway, but not like, now. you no, know, with definitely not key performance indicators and things like that. But, mm. um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so, so anyway, I, I didn't get registered. And then I, I did about six or seven years as surveyor. So that was, you know, detail and control, doing boundaries under supervision for, for Bob, um, who um, oh, I must say quickly, these days, you know, you, you'd, you'd hooked it up and go, oh, yeah, mentor, but it was never formalised. Um, yeah. We got we got along like a house on fire, Bob and yeah. I. Um, and <laughs> a couple of years ago, actually, I realised that um, – I was the same age he was when I moved to Parks, and uh-huh. um, and like I thought, oh, you know everything, you know, like, um, you know, sort of like, wow, you're so experienced, <laughs> whatever, and you know, like, and I'm like, Christ, I'd hate for someone to think that of me now, like, you know, but I'm I'm now past the age he was when I started learning from yeah. him, but mm-hmm. he was one of the guys, <laughs> he was sort of a, a teacher that, you know, never really directly taught me but probably knew what he was teaching me the whole time um, yeah and I kind of knew that he knew that I knew that he knew that sort of thing um <laughs> yeah you know, we we spent a lot of time together in in the field and the office um but they then they split the the survey and the property sections up they was mm-hmm. always together but there was you know like a the decision somewhere made that a typical government split yeah. the two roles, and um, so they they formed the property section and the survey sections were sort of left with tech services. And um, I jumped ship. Um, there were three <clears throat> three of us that jumped ship into the property side of things, and um, so I was then paid, you know, much more not to be a surveyor than be a surveyor, and oh, okay. so I moved into sort of property acquisition, land management, mm-hmm. um, and then took on the the property manager's role when Bob retired. Um, right. Did that for a couple of years, struggled along as they, they sort of, um, uh, the three-person three, the three unit became a two-person unit when he retired and they wouldn't sort of backfill my role. And they said, oh, you know, no. Nah. I just struggled along and then pretty much got the, the shits with that and jump ship and I left. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did decide... I. I looked at it and went, uh, I did actually start a um, valuation degree or a land economics degree in the middle of that somewhere. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that didn't go very, I did one year of that and then um, economics didn't sit well with me. It just sort of, <laughs> it's a bit like chemistry. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, funny thing, I think land economics was the only thing I got a high distinction in at, at, at university actually, but um 
but I just didn't do that and didn't need it. But um, mm. I sort of looked around, you know, I said, Geez, I really don't want to be driving this desk for another 30 years um, yeah. in the property area. Um, mm. Work wasn't as much fun, um, you know. Um, we were being asked to do more and more with less and less. And, um, and as land, I think mm. as uh, the property acquisition side of things out in the West, was never terribly difficult until you got um, closer to town where mm. property values were higher and probably, you know, development potential started coming. Things mostly the rural properties, you know, the, mm. the fencing was worth more than the ground they were, we were buying, sort of thing. So we were able yeah. to negotiate things out pretty well there. But but as as things changed and priorities changed, and we were asked to, you know, we we were asked to be involved at sort of early in projects that then projects would be defunded and you know you've been talking to owners for 12 months and trying to sort things out and then you've got to ring them up and say look we're not going ahead with all this and you know to some extent you know their lives have been put on hold while they're worrying about what's going to happen to them and you know you've got to manage that a little bit and Mm. and then it's you know like I really got got down a bit you know about this you know sorry about that we'll be back and then two years later they're ringing up so you know the uh, internally it's all right the job's back on we need it in you know six months time oh, you know, no. or, you know yeah. uh, anyway that it's, yeah that did my head in and I decided I, I wanted to go back to surveying um but I didn't want to um didn't want to go backwards internally i might say um and mm-hmm. go back working on projects i'd probably worked out at a high level um on uh so i decided to get out and um yeah. at the time my wife and i were running a uh, a boarding kennel here in town as well that was probably taking up more time than it really should have and we were missing some family events because one of us always had to stay behind mm-hmm. on a weekend and things mm-hmm. like that so there's a bit of stress there um yeah. which we decided um we had to get out of, so we did that. We managed to sell that business. That was all right. Um, mm. So, yeah, so I got out and um, eventually ended up setting this place up. Yeah. Okay. So when was that? What year was that? 2007, I think. Okay. So I didn't re- get registered. So that's when I went and got registered. I did work for a, another local survey here for 12, 13 months. Um, I was pretty grateful that they took me on. Um, didn't work out, though. Um, mm you know, but it was it was it was uh, probably taught me a couple of things. Um, one that I could speak government bullshit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I didn't know that was a skill. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really didn't, because because I spoke government bullshit to government bullshitters. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know that was a skill. When I left, um, a lot of council work came my way there mm-hmm. uh, with people going oh god can you do it with rta for us please you know like yeah. did that and and whatever um mm-hmm. so you know that that was a bit of an eye open to that actually um and in those days you know, i was kind of prevented from contracting back to the rta anyway um but then you know, things didn't work out there and i, I set this place up um mm-hmm. and that's when i got registered yeah. Okay. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get registered till um, two thousand and eight. So I'd set the business up um, in the meantime and was um, employing uh, a registered surveyor. He was actually the the guy that had retired 
that I spoke about earlier from the RTA that had right. set his practice up. But he mm-hmm. was sort of out of field work by then, and he, he was he was sort of supervising me while I was doing that. But yeah, so I was I was under a bit of pressure to um to do my my exam so I got them out of the way um and I was registered I think in 2008 mm-hmm. I always laugh because I was my date of my registration is April Fool's Day no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's funny I, I quite enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I've just passed sort of just um what's that 14 I haven't even yeah. registered for 14 years yet. oh spring so, chicken <laughs> yeah as a registered survivor yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah but, yeah so that's that's what I've done. yeah I've been running this place since um doing an awful lot of work back for RMS now or transport mm-hmm. and things like that yeah um you know it's probably I mean I've kept some pretty good contacts there they're always good to have um but you've still got to do the bloody work properly you know um you know because they'll you don't do it work properly for them. They're going to dump you as soon as look at you, you know. Not, but um, oh, yeah. I'd like to think you'd do the work properly anyway. <laughs> well, you would, but like. Um, no, I know there's some out there that don't. <clears throat> Cut corners, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I still have a, a very, very good relationship with, with the, I'm still going to call them RMS, but like, so transport for New South Wales is too much of a mouthful, but. Their, their survey crew, e- yeah. Even um, saying T T F N S W. It is, yeah, yeah. But no, no. Look, it's a that's a pretty good relationship um, for mm. for me. Yeah, it always mm. has been. Um, yeah, uh, I actually, um, I've, I get, I, I don't know whether I get a special invite usually to their to their their survey conference you know every every second year sort of i've got a okay. thing come and talk to us about something um mm-hmm. yeah no, that, that's that's nice to get um usually i've got something to bang on about um but yeah i know really? and i even <laughs> yeah funny that <laughs> <laughs> i even get i like and i a bit goes along with before where i realized i was i was now older than bob was when i first moved to town that i i get a little bit of a kick that um Sometimes the the guys and girls in the RMS offices around the state might have a graduate or something there, and with a bit of an issue, and they'll go, "Oh, just give Tom a ring," like you know. So I get these random phone calls from around mm-hmm. the state. Come, what do you reckon of this? Like sort of, you know, I quite enjoy that. That's, like, you know, like, that's yeah. pretty nice. I mean, it's that's, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so, you um, know. Yeah. But, uh, I suppose I guess it shows that you kind of know what you're doing. <laughs> either that, or I've got everybody fooled. I do. <laughs> Hmm. Um, no one knows everything, like, you know. Like, no, nah, you, you'll never, you never stop learning in this job. No, um, you don't. I was talking to one of the RTA RMS surveyors yesterday about an issue on a title that I was. I'm actually, um, oh, geez, I, I draw, I draft a lot of the cadastral plans for some of the other RMS officers, and mm-hmm. I quite enjoy that. But I enjoy also looking at how another surveyor has solved a problem. Oh, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, I'm employed only as a drafty, right, to do that, right? Um, and I might get my my young TAFE guy to start the plan or whatever, but I always go and have a look at it and I can't help examining the plan at the same time. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, what have they done this for? Or what have they done this? And, um, and whether they're, you know, experienced or newly registered or whatever and... Uh, mm-hmm. This one was a first plan I've done for this surveyor. 
um, new employee, but I sort of had to write the email. I said, look, here's a first draft. And I know I'm only the draftee, but, you know, don't take this as a, as a, as a criticism, but why have you done this? It's interesting yeah. you've done this this way. You know, what's your reason? I've drawn it up for you that way. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's quite interesting to get the answers back. And they go, oh, yeah, I haven't looked at it. But but there was something on a title that I'd never seen before, and I was talking to, to this other guy about it, and he said, I've never seen that before either. So you're always learning and you know, always coming yeah. up against something perhaps what you co- haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of thing? Oh, there was there was a bit of a road widening done um, right. in the eighties on a couple of parcels um, mm-hmm. that the um, uh, RMS are further widening, but the title kind of doesn't exclude what had already maybe become road. Um, right. There's a no. Notation in the second schedule that the interest of the council is noted as mm-hmm. uh, um, on part of the parcel. And I'm going, mm-hmm. well, hang on a minute. The, 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 like the, the road widening plan, I'm not entirely sure whether it declared it road. Um, was it acquired? Um, because the title diagram hasn't changed. And yeah, okay. yeah so I'm just, I just question mm. sort of, you know, should, should we, should we show the whole parcel and just note the interest of the council in the bit that might have been road widened? I don't know. Just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not signing the plan. I don't have to make the decision, <laughs> but, but I just sort of said, geez, that's interesting. You know, like, say, look, you, like I say, I might have everyone fooled that I know what I'm doing, but I don't know everything. You know, no one knows. No, everything. no one You're knows. Always learning everything. in this job. So, yeah, 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 we are no. definitely. Um, but so, but you know, it's funny. It's like interesting the, to job mm. by to, to to see how other people solve problems sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was um when you're talking about you know questioning questioning what you do, like what someone else is doing. You work. You do stuff for Bozzy as well, don't you? I am on the bossy examination panel. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. What um, what do you examine? Because there's different what, areas. Whatever I'm told to examine. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Not mostly. Mostly, I examine in um, the rural and uh, mm-hmm. urban cadastral stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I've. Yeah, mostly I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no, I'd be no good as an examiner in strata, perhaps you might say. Yeah. Um, oh, really? N- yeah. Not fun, much not, strata going on? Not a, lot, not a lot of strata in Broken Hill or you know, <laughs> <laughs> Will Kettner or places like that. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I do that. I, I really enjoy that. Um, I was a bit... Um, Bit chuffed to get the invite to become an examiner. Mm. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, How long have you been doing it for? Oh, nearly three years, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Um, yeah. I was, I was shattered after the first session um, mm-hmm. doing it. I it is so intense. Like, right. Um, yeah, not shattered with results or anything like that, but just yeah. it, it's a really intense couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sort of. Um, um. Yeah. Um. It, it really takes it out. I mean, I'm a bit used to it now, but I certainly mm. sort of wasn't really prepared for just how much it took out of me the the first time I did it. Yeah. Right. And that. Yeah. But um. Yeah, how does it important. How does it work? Is it do they give a certain amount of time and they've got to explain what they 
what they've come up yeah, with on their plans? Or? basically a, it's an hour and a half sort of mm-hmm. Viva, Viva, Voshi, whatever you say, um, exam. So there's 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 a couple of examiners. Um, candidate will bring their project in. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, we examine that plan and... Um, sort of examine them against the competencies that Bossy have set, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, and, and whether they can prove that in that in that plan, or we're throwing hypotheticals and things like that. But yeah, um, and then then the two examiners will make the assessment of um, competency. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, and yeah. they have to meet the whole competency boxes that Bossy have. Oh, they've or they, published or that. They've got a little little leeway of you know you're allowed to have. Oh, I don't know whether I can them. really talk about Bossy's <laughs> things. Um, you know, okay. I can't, I can't speak good. on I can't speak on Bossy's behalf. Yeah, but um, that's okay. I can really only talk on on my behalf of you know what how I you know what I enjoy about it or don't enjoy yeah, yeah. about it. And no, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's all yeah, good. Yeah. Just asking. No, I've never I've been. Got, so. I've got to be a little careful there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Give too much away. You've got to have some sort of mystique about the whole uh, thing. Yeah. So, uh, how many? Um, how many would you kind of get through in a day? Does it just depend each time? A, you get through four in a day usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's, like I said, there, there's about an hour and a half exam, and then a little bit of giving the result, and then bang mm-hmm. into the next one usually. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Pretty uh, full on. Yeah. That sort of bang, 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 bang. I um, I've had. Um, candid. I've run into people after, you know, at conferences after, and they'll say, "Oh, you know, you did my, you did my exam." I said, "Oh, look, I'm really <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't, you don't remember one from the other. Like even even at the end of one day, you sort of go, "Oh, like which plan was that? Like mm-hmm. oh, which candidate was that?" And mm-hmm. it's not being rude to the candidates or anything, but um, and, and not saying no one's memorable or anything like that. But it is because you're concentrating. You know, hour and well, a half on this, and then bang, yeah. and it's it's out the door. We, you know, we're not worried about that one. It's on to the next. Yeah, candidate, things like. I that. mean, it's pretty yeah. important to. to oh, well, you're talking about you know plans and stuff, aren't you, and boundaries and all that kind of stuff. So you got to get into it and, and make sure. Yeah, make sure yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I know where you're coming from. But I, I often do the. The plan examination mostly. Um, mm-hmm. I love tearing a plan apart. And do you not, get Do you get to have a look at it beforehand, or it's only no, just in no, that time? No, it's, it's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. Um, mm. Yeah. No. We we first time we've seen them, um, unless perhaps it's a second attempt and it's the same plan. But they, I think, mm. they usually try mm-hmm. and get different examiners for that. They don't. It doesn't always work that way. But yeah. Um, yeah but. Uh, that, but that, that's been a bit of an eye open. Again, like I was saying, you know, I like seeing how other people have solved problems. Um, um, you know, there's been things in those exams that I've gone, wow, I've never seen that before. And that's an mm. interesting way you've done that. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the odd one that um, you might question sort of why, why, how have you fixed that? Or why have you done it that way? And, mm. and you, you'll get an explanation. You might not agree with it even sometimes, but. Mm. Um, you know, if someone can stand up and defend it and you know, whatever, we, the one time you probably I've been in there that the two examiners probably really didn't agree with with each other. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a win for the candidate that one. Like, yeah, <laughs> if we start arguing with each other, but uh, you know, but um, but uh, yeah, there. You know, I've I would even say that 
you know, the majority of those ses- those examinations, I've learned something in most of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just about how how things are done, how different, you know, how people approach things in, in that area. Yeah. And yeah. kind of, it's what I enjoy, enjoy about. I, I enjoy, mm. uh, I can say, I, I, I don't enjoy, I say, I say I don't enjoy being the arbiter, but I do enjoy being the arbiter. I, I, I like, I like the fact that I've been asked to be the arbiter, but I'm not there to beat my chest to go, oh, I'm the I'm the arbiter, like you yeah. know, sort of thing. But um, no, um, I like I like doing it. Yeah. Um, so you know, and it's a few mm-hmm. days out of out of the year, but um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's worthy. You know, it's it's one of my involvements in the profession. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right, let's go back to your career-defining moment, as you put it. <laughs> well, we, we're heading. We're heading west, are we? We're heading west. Yes, we're heading we west are. over the Great Dividing Range. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never done a survey east of the Great Dividing Range. Oh, really? Never. Wow. I did a, you can come I, and survey my property if you want to. <laughs> I, I did a plan at Mount Victoria once, but um, oh, close. Yeah, once. Yeah, that, that's it. But I Very do close. not. I do not have a registered plan east east okay. of the Great Dividing Range. Yeah. So um, yeah. Well, that probably doesn't surprise me because parks are so far west. <laughs> oh, parks! Not even west. No. <laughs> So we're going to head west. It is for me. (laughs) Well, keep heading west from parks. And, uh, yeah, keep heading west. uh, Yeah, so you do. So you obviously do a lot of um, road construction type of work and stuff. Yep. Um, So, yeah, so the the SE Award for uh, the Silver City and the Cob, yeah, Um, eight years of work. Wow. Um, not not every week, um, yeah. but uh, essentially, um, yeah, eight, eight years from kind of the the start of a push to seal those last two remaining mm-hmm. state highways. Um, yeah. And even at the start of that, that was oh, towards the end of 2012, that it, it wasn't then um, a program for a full to reseal the whole lot. That was just mm-hmm. kind of... The first in in a what was going to be a series of you know 15, 16 kilometer projects, but um, right. but very quickly turned into oh how about you know some election funding and whatever came through and said let's seal the lot. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that started. We were we went to a place called Pack Saddle, um, which is exactly a thousand kilometers from my my house actually. <laughs> um, if you head through Broken Hill and go to Woolies to get some supplies and then go up, it's exactly a thousand kilometres. But okay. it is, it is 175 k's north of Broken Hill on the Timberborough Road, and it is wow. a roadhouse with a couple of dongers out the back for accommodation. And it is one of my favourite favourite spots in the world. Um, the people that run the roadhouse are hospitable in the maximum um, mm-hmm. great place like yeah but we yeah so we had a 14 kilometer detail to do there um that i took myself uh, my crew and a mate and his crew from orange out in the third week of january um 48 degrees every day oh, um, it's too hot beautiful beautiful <laughs> beautiful too hot. yeah anyway so that 
that was the first one of those. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been constantly going out doing detail surveys. Um, at Pack Cellar, we did a lot of um, stream cross-section work. Uh, it was the only okay. bridge we built in the project, um, but um, an awful lot of water comes down that creek and, you know, sort of we had a fair bit of investigation to do for that for them. Um, mm -hmm. Some boundary work, five or six uh, acquisition surveys we did out there, um, but a lot of detail. Um, um, it wasn't only I mean, the project itself. I mean, I didn't do all of it. Um, yeah. You know, the, if, if anyone has recently seen my presentation on it, yeah, there were some quite a few other firms involved. Um, we mm -hmm. did essentially everything from 2018 on, though, um, when they announced some accelerated funding. Um, okay. And RMS basically said, just stay in front of the graders. And um, they're pretty good. It was a really good relationship. Actually, one of the reasons we, we got up in the in the award, actually, was um, we pushed the, the collaborative relationship we had there of um sort of uh, it, was, it was kind of pushed a little bit by the road crews themselves they would contact me and sort of say oh we're having a problem and then be oh can you go back through your manager the survey manager come to me and ended up we saying look this is wasting too much bloody time and they just mm. said look you know you've you've kind of got a free run out here just stay in front of the graders please and get it done so um anyway but we ended up doing I want to work out 170, 180 kilometres of detail. Wow! Out there, um, that's all up. I mean, the whole thing was two hundred and forty k's. Um, so you know, there's a fair bit of it. I didn't fair do, bit of it. But, uh, mm. Yeah, but the biggest one was was one survey was fifty five kilometres um, from Tiverbar up to Queensland. So uh, mm -hmm. that was a uh, that was another. The, the the original pack saddle job was what I'd call a, a campaign job. A lot of the other ones would we go out for eight, nine days and we might do three jobs. So we might do a bit here on this one and fly past here and throw a couple of pegs in for boundaries or, you know, mm -hmm. sort of we, we had to sort of stay on top of the program um, to make it worthwhile going out each time. Because, you know, like I said, it's a thousand Ks or twelve, thirteen hundred yeah. Ks up to Tiverborough. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you didn't go out there for a day and come home, even though occasionally we did mm -hmm. um particularly in the the latter years where we've been out doing a lot of um, machine control setup at each new project where the guys move um yeah, yeah. we still go out there and load the models and um test those models um we we, we could email it out and get them to do it and 90 percent, 99 percent of the time be all right we have found a few problems occasionally and that's mm -hmm. kind of why we like to go out there but it's good that rms sort of you know committed to to, to doing that um, and having us on site to do that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the, the 55K survey from Tiverborough to Queensland was a campaign job. We, we, uh, we took two weeks to knock that one off. Um, wow. that, was, that was a great thing. Sort of, How many crews? Uh, we took two visits. We took five in the first visit and sort of ran a team of three and a team of two, mm -hmm. and we took three out in the second visit. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, it's sort of funny, actually. We we got more work done with the team of three than we did with the team of five. Um, oh, okay. In the week we were out there, oh, mm -hmm. I did, it was a pretty inexperienced crew. We took out. We we were meant mm -hmm. to have six, but we lost a guy sort of um, at the very last minute um, there that was going to kind of head up the second crew. Um, right. But yeah. um, unfortunately, yeah, he 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 um, wasn't available at the last minute, so we mm -hmm. we. It was it was a bit unwieldy trying to run five, particularly with two of them that 
weren't particularly experienced. So I kept on having to go and leave one crew and like leave my yeah. three and go and check what they were doing and things like that. But you mm. know, we got it done. Um, mm. Yeah, it was it's kind of like it was a pretty young crew. Um, yeah, we took um, we took uh, my nephew who was I think in year twelve um, to a couple of uh, one guy that was. I think he was in his first year of engineering at UTS. We took okay. another guy. He's a he's the son of a, a one of the deadbeats, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So his his son sort of started doing engineering. Um, has he swapped to surveying? <laughs> yes, he is the one that stopped. He has. Yeah. I was that. Another guy was second year in a business degree. He was the son of a mate of mine, surveyor from Orange. Um, right. And uh, we had, um, who was the other? One, two, three. Uh, we had another guy that was doing TAFE with me. Jeez, mm-hmm. um, oh, now I've got to think about who I took. So many trips, I've got to think about who we had. But, <laughs> but it turns out, and anyway, out of that, um, the, my nephew put um, surveying down his number one choice when he came out of high school. Mm-hmm. Little bugger took a, a gap year and is now doing law in Canberra. I'm not oh, real happy gosh. about that, but anyway, that's his choice. You know? uh, yes. But anyway, yes. um, he, he, I mean, he'd grown up with me, you know, lobbing up in his doorstep at Bathurst and showing mm. him photos of old pegs and trees. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, come on, come out. And, you know, sort of the, he loved the desert area. And then the, 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 the other guy, the son of the mate of mine, the, the, the deadbeat, he, he has actually swapped to surveying now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's in second year of surveying now. And the son of the mate of mine in Orange who finished his business degree is he's now enrolled in, U- in, in um, USQ um, and working for his dad. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I was entirely responsible for that, but um, hey, because, you know, two of those guys, it. actually their, their parents are surveyors, but, um, but um, yeah, yeah, but and, still, and, and the fourth, the last guy actually was was a guy who had worked for me for a few years. Who was mm-hmm. we borrowed him from where he'd, he'd gone to in Newcastle, and he's just about to finish his um, diploma now. So it's always good to, that cool. that he stayed in the industry. You know, yep. he, he started with me. He wandered past me at the bowling club one day when he finished his HSC. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Oh, I don't know. I said, Come work for me." And anyway, a week later, he rings up. Are you serious? And I went, "Oh yeah." And he was going to go and do exercise science or something crazy like that that everyone wants to go and do, and there's no job yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and you know, after you know six months of this, he's oh shit, this is all right, like you know, and he he's picked it up pretty well. Yeah, it's it's good mm-hmm. to see, you know, like I he when he left, you know, it was sort of a bugger, but you know, um, he left for a reason, and um, uh, it's uh, you know, it, it's good to see him still in the industry. So mm. yeah, hmm. but yeah, that, that, look, that uh, I think of. Talking less about work, more about social up there. The, we had, we had one night on that. No, on that night, on that, on that uh, trip when we had the five, it was a state of origin night um, up. And anyway, and the, would you believe Tipperbara, you know, town of 150 people has got two pubs, but very rivalry between them. But we're in one pub. But um, it was certainly experience for some of these guys that weren't even 18 that um, 
to experience State of Origin night in a remote pub with mm-hmm. some mad, mad Queensland supporters. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, it was a bit of an experience for them, but uh, I went home at halftime. I was too tired. I said, leave you blokes to yourselves and whatever. Yeah, so, but um, I think everyone enjoyed it. Not all surveying trips are like that, but um, yeah. But, no, not all of them, no. but hey, but, I heard you like yeah. Tipperbara. <laughs> I do, yeah. It's like I, love, I love the desert, the desert. I mean, I remember and Greg. I've listened to Greg Goodman's conversation with you, um, mm. and I and he gratefully gave me a couple of mentions in that. Um, and he loves the desert. Um, Greg and yeah. I, I think we were born mm-hmm. out of the same pod. I think um, mm-hmm. you know it. It is just such a lovely place, and um, you know all the what we call apparent nothingness. And I think Greg might have dropped that line in as well. You know, you you think, oh, shit, there's nothing out there. And you get into it and there is so much, you know, like mm. socially, um, environmentally, you know, you just get off the side of the road and there's little lizards running around and there's this and there's that. And, you know, you think, oh, there's nothing. I've seen that country, you know, in the worst of the droughts, you know, three or four years ago to 2016 around Pack Saddle where there's nothing but wildflowers. And mm-hmm. even we were out... Um, we were out between Tipperbar and Queensland in um, February this year um, doing a posse survey, actually. Um, and, uh, I mean, Tipperbar's annual rainfall, I think, is, you know, 160 mil sort of thing. Uh, and they had 230 mil one night. Wow. Up there. The you know, road was shut and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. we were there about two weeks later and it was dead set like the middle of the MCG. It was that much grass up in the National Park. It, oh, I'd really? never seen it like it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Whereas we were chasing, um, um, there's a there's an 1885 road survey that goes up through there that we'd found pegs and mileposts from, and they some of them were in oh, danger of cool. of the of being knocked over by the the side track of of what they are, the the next ceiling section mm-hmm. up there. So mm-hmm. we had to go and protect them. We ended up doing a posse survey for it, um, but whereas when we'd done the detail and sort of been starting to sort of do work up there that we were driving past and looking out the side of the car to see pegs, you know, 50 metres off the side of the road that were 140 years old. But there's no way. You, they were all covered in grass. It, look, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. That, um, yeah, it, it's incredible. I mean, we, the POSI survey that we did actually, we found there was one line in that survey that, uh, it was three miles long, and we found mm. the northern angle peg for that, mm. and we found a peg, a line peg that was a thousand links in from the southern end. We didn't find the the southern angle peg, but so right. we, I think, the original distance then was you know sixteen thousand seven hundred links, um, and we're you know measuring modern days. So this is from eighteen eighty five. Remember, yep. okay, yeah. Um, 16,700 links PO and we got 16,700 PO and we got 16,701. So one link, one link excess in three miles. Like now, it's just amazing, isn't it? Now, now we also in that found, I think, seven line pegs or six line pegs and a, a mile post that was on the line of that. Now, a lot of those pegs we couldn't actually put a pole on, though you were mm-hmm. to, you know, so that too fragile by the look of them. So we might put an offset mark in and measure it back in anyway. So when we got back yeah. and calculated that, so we had the two ends fixed from the, you know, those two pegs. Mm-hmm. The furthest, the furthest mark off that line what we picked up of those other eight marks or seven marks where I was, was 40 millimetres. Gosh. Now, 
I still reckon that when they were doing that job, they probably did that three miles in one day and it took us two to go and find everything, you know, and mm -hmm. work it out and, you know, double hit everything with a GPS and things like that and, mm. and whatever. And I just, I just dips my lid like absolutely yeah, to the crew. I mean, that would have been a crew of, I God knows how many. I mean, um, that did it. Um, and I don't know where I don't know where the timber came for the posts and the pegs because there's no trees. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it, it is just desert country. Carted you know, it all like, in, yeah. haven't they? <laughs> well, they would have had to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but this survey, like that survey, is that survey? I think is 142 miles long, 128 miles long. It goes Gosh. from it goes from White Cliffs across to um, Milparinka up to Tivaburra. 22 k's north of Tiverborough and then turns off up to a place called Wampar Gate. But yeah, that that one survey is mm -hmm. is I, I think it's I think it's 128 miles actually now that I remember it. Yeah, like wow. um, I've tried to research the guy a little bit. I've tried to find the field book for that and I can't mm -hmm. find it. But uh, I know oh, the survey the surveyor's got a, got one of the streets of Tiverborough named after him. I know that. Who was um, it? Um, Burgess was his last name. Okay. I can't remember his first name, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, Isn't uh, our history just so amazing? Oh, look, I, it's, <laughs> I, I love it. Like, yeah, I mean, um, it, it really is. I mean, I'm I'm blessed to be doing some of the projects that oh, I do. So, you know, I'm like jealous. Some of the RMS <laughs> stuff, like I really, really am. I mean, I'm going out next week to do a, an acquisition survey on the Cobb Highway between Ivanhoe and Wilcannia when we're doing a deviation. Now, there's not much in the definition. Like, in fact, there's probably nothing in the definition, but um, yeah. there's a story of that. But we've still got to go out and plant pegs and, and do it. But I, I've been researching the station. We're going to stay on the station there um, in the mm. Shearer's quarters and camp in the Shearer's huts and things like that, um, uh, which is really nice of the station. I just, just come and go as you please, will you? You don't even have to tell me you're here. So I thought, all right, yeah. Oh, but, um, um, good. You know, that's great. Uh, but we're going out That's the country, I, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, Mostly. That's, that's normal life to me. Like, yeah. Um, I don't find that unusual. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it's cost us, you know, a carton of beer every time we've stayed there, put it that way. Like, you, you, leave, you leave the cocky something. But I know <laughs> our very first, very first time we stayed there, actually, I, um, I dropped the carton of beer off um, on the last evening and, um, I then left the shed when the carton of beer was gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't much of a gift, but anyway, um, there, were, there was more than two of us. It's all right, like yeah, but um, anyway, we're going out there, and and I can't help myself. I mean, this there's a portion that's excluded from the from the station. There's a freehold portion there, but that we kind of had to try and chase the boundaries of that one time we were out mm. there, and 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 the plan, like it's 1868, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Burke and Wills were through there in only 1860. Like, you know, and you're going, shit, I'm trying to retrace. I'm trying to find these boundaries. Like, you know, like how the hell do I do that? Yeah. Um, but there's a bit of a rocky hill there, and I'm going, oh, guarantee you there's a rock spit up on top of there somewhere, you know. Like, and oh. I said to the bloke, he's lived there for 50 years, and I said, have you seen any unusual bits of rock? And he went, no. Nah. And I went, okay, right out. Because often a cocky might say, oh, yeah, there's reference tree down here or there's something there. But yeah. He said, no, nah, I've never seen anything like that. And I said, all right, okay. But we ended up – I love delving into the history, you know, but um, I had on the um, on the plan of the 1868 portion, there's a there's a connection on that to a well. 
Oh, okay. um, on one of the corners. Now yeah. that well, that well is still there, still being used, right? Oh. So um, that gave me a connection to the portion yeah. there, and you know, and then went from that. And we, we never did actually find anything from it. I I thought, um, God, there's got to be some pile of rocks up along here somewhere, and but we never found anything. But we found enough connecting to that thing, mm. to that, but um, to do that. But I've since also then, you know, sort of just in trove. Have you ever been? Have you ever, have you ever used Trove? No. Like the the online um, National Archive stuff? Like no. you, you can go down some rabbit holes in oh, there. Oh, really? Like, oh, unreal. Ooh. Like, yeah. I end up finding, like, punch the station name in, you know, and <laughs> there's court cases of, um, you know, people suing someone for not building a dam properly from, you know, the 1880s or wow. this and that. Okay. And or there was, you know, a, uh, a review of the um, – of the crown rental, you know, mm. and sort of, you know, the crown said, oh, the sheep carrying capacities, you know, one sheep per four hectares or whatever or, you know, whatever, and the cocky say, no, 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 it's only half a sheep, you know, like sort of, <laughs> you know. But it's all it's all written up in, in, in you know, not quite ye olde English or anything like that, but it's fascinating to read. And I took, mm. I took a couple of these reports out to the owner and he said, I have never heard of these, you know. Um, I saw, he recognised the names of people that had owned the station. Yeah, so, yeah. He said, I've never heard these stories. Said, this is great. So, you know, like I, I tend to do that. I'll go and research some of these old surveyors or some of the old stations mm. we've worked on. But in the time, it's funny, in the time of working up along the Silver City, up um, sort of around Pack Saddle there, that I realised I'd been there too much when um, I, uh, I was leaving one day back down to Broken Hill and the guy behind the bar said, oh, I said, can you do a drug run in the morning? And I said, oh, yeah, where? And he said, I'll oh, just drop it off at, you know, whatever station it was. And I went, yeah, um, you got to go up that side road to get to the uh, the letterbox. He said, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no worries. Uh, by the way, a drug run is just dropping smokes off. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Now, I realised what I said. I, I, I was waiting for a pause because I was going to say, okay, now I think we just need to clarify what a drug run is because Sorry. I know that that's not what yes. it was. No, no, but... no. no, it's just dropping off a couple of cartons of smokes. Sorry. But... <laughs> You know, but then I could list, I could list the stations in order. You know, south mm-hmm. from from there. You know, oh, that's so and so, and that's so and so, and that's mm-hmm. so and so. You know, like um, so I've really enjoyed that sort of thing because you know, kind of who's who from whoever drops into the station mm-hmm. or drops and stops mm-hmm. and there's the auntie. Oh, they're sealing it here. You know, sort of things like that. You know, or the station owner that says, oh, come in and you know, come and have a look at the Burke and Will Street that's on our place. You know, so you go and have a look at that. Oh. We go, oh, yeah, right, yeah. So we don't let everyone in, but like senior surveyor, you can probably come in and have a look at that. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, be that's been really good. I mean, the mm. people we've met out there um, are just so genuine. Like no one's no one's a dickhead. Like, yeah. you know, or no one's a dickhead to us sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were one time doing the up on that 55Ks and I was probably – good 150 metres off the side of the road and we had a guy that was doing the road another guy doing the other side and, um, you know, there's not a lot of cars. Um, one car mm-hmm. stopped and the guy, the, the boys got on the radio and said, oh, TC, you know, there's a girl here who wants to say hello to you. So, you know, I'll better run back over there. Um, anyway. Anytime you out, run. <laughs> turns, turns out to be a girl that I'd met you know, that was working on one of the stations down around Paxel, you know, about three, four years before. And oh, okay. she said, oh, as I come up, I saw the signs. I thought it must be you. And how are you? And, you know, I spent half an hour nice. yakking to her. And, Where are you working? She's working up at Nundora or something, you know, up in Queensland or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'll, 
I'll see you on the way back. Yeah, okay. You know, like, <laughs> we've made some great friends, you know, yeah. like, some great relationships and things like that. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you know, That's like nice. the the work's been great, and I mean, the work's nothing extraordinarily um new or anything. It's just a lot of hard slog. Mm. Um, you know, we did a few innovative things. Um, to enable us to probably not do as many visits as, as what we might have otherwise, you know, because it is a bloody long way to go yeah. um, and that. But, um, you know, I mean, it's not technically brilliant or anything like that, but we did a, a good proper job, you know, for RMS mm. um, that we've now, we're now sealed to Tiverborough. We've been sealed to Tiverborough for 12 months. Um We've only got cool. 20, 22 Ks to go and we finished mm-hmm. the trip to Queensland um, and then we've got about 30 Ks on the Cobb Highway to finish off now. Um, a bit, I, I said, I'll have a look when I go out next week, just how much of the Cobb's left to go. But um, mm. I kind of, they all roll into one, the project yeah, now a little bit. I could imagine. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit sad, you know, it, it's it's coming to an end. Um, I know, tell you what, we... When we finished the 55Ks north of Tiburra, which was the last detail we did on that whole section, like mm-hmm. the whole Silver City, um, so I had two guys with me there and I'd sent one back. I said, go and get a six-pack. And the other bloke said, you go and get the signs out. And and I stood there and I stood there on top of a hill um, right on the edge of Tiburra and I went, shit, this, that's it. Like, this is... That was the last shot. Like, mm-hmm. and we did take a photo mm-hmm. of the last, you know, did that. And um, yeah. and I even got a little emotional, you know, like, went, shit, that is the end of seven years of, of bloody hell. And it yeah, hasn't been the time. end of seven years of work, but like, because we're still going out there doing other things. But but when you sit back and go, God, we've done a bloody lot of work on this, you know, mm. um, and for essentially a two-man crew, I mean, but you know, also with with those other firms and RMS themselves involved, mm. doing doing a bloody lot of it as well. You know, yeah. like I mean, another thing. I mean, there was a couple of times I took a young graduate out with me from the RMS. They just said, "Oh, you know, can you go and take him with you, and he can see how you work and what you do, and you know, things like that." I, I Which enjoyed, is a good thing. It was, yeah, yeah. You know, like um, and I think that came about because my assistant was on leave or something, you know, and they said, "Oh, you mm. take one of our guys." Mm-hmm. So, and it worked out. You know, it was was never a a formal training slash mentoring thing, but um, you know, it's always good to sort of be involved in that sort of stuff. So it was a really collaborative effort um, with that. Um, mm. The managers, the managers I'd worked with here were were really good to me. Um, you know, in fact, I got a a very very nice um, letter of support with my nomination to the SE Awards um, oh, from okay. the manager here. Like I did invite yeah. them to to be part of like a co. Co uh, co nominee and mm-hmm. the manager just basically turned around and said, "No, nah. he said you did all of that." Like said, he said, "No, nah, that, that's your baby. You go for it." Oh. So, which was nice, yeah. That but, is nice. But he did give me a very very nice level of support. But anyway, mm. so that's been good. Yeah, but, um, awesome. It's uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do now. I mean, I'm RMS got plenty <laughs> of work, but like we've been working. We've been working down around the Riverina, um, and you've seen probably um, Greg's. Red Hat Ramble with the tree down at um, Finley, yes. you know that, yeah. So, yes. so we've started working down sort of down in the Riverina a bit with, okay. with RMS there now. And um, actually, I said there might have even been that first trip down there to Finley that um, I said to the wife when I left in the morning. I said it's a bloody long time since I've left 
to go and do a survey where I've never done one before. You know, yeah. we, we hadn't done any work down there before. How long would it take you to get from parks down to? Finley's about five mm. hours, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um, which is a short trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like. like For I, some people. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. But I, even, even then, you know, like we. I missed, I missed, I needed one more mark, you know, when I came back and I just went down for a weekend one day and sort of said, mm-hmm. oh, we'll just go and do that. But, um, you know, so you mm. suppose in my work, you've really got to make sure you've got everything done before you leave. And occasionally, occasionally you don't. So I had to wear that one. So, um, but, yeah. but that was a well, pretty good find. that's not a bad story trip. because I always used to tell my students that you've got to make sure that you, you know, you've got you've got all of your equipment and everything's charged. You need everything for the job because if you're driving, I say an hour and a half to a job. <laughs> Make sure that you've done all of your checks and you've picked up everything yeah, because yeah. you come back another hour and a half. That's three hours of travel. If you've got to go back again, then <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like I'm worse. I'm the closer to town I get, the worse I go. Um, if I've got a uh-huh. job in town here, like. I get out to oh bugger it! I've left the file at home or whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I I kind of relax too much. I think yeah, you know, like yeah. when it's a when it's a campaign trip or you know a big trip like you know like um, I'll have checklists and lists mm. and go over the truck and whatever or the both trucks mm-hmm. and the other. We're going out you know ten k's out of town. <laughs> you know didn't even bring the jigger or Oops. something like that. You know like sort of <laughs> you probably need that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you idiot! I'm like yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no, I'm blessed in the work I do, you know, like really. Um, not even that, the other one we got the highly commended for down at Bumbaldry, you know, that was that was a fascinating job. But I, again, I got hooked up in the history of that place too, mm-hmm. like trying to trace the surveyor and, you know, sort of the story about where he died and sort of uh, even in that one, I um, uh, end up, up having to go to state archives to try and find the field book or find find some records and end up mm-hmm. finding the like the crown file on the whole the whole road survey the original oh, road survey wow. there was um there was a previous proposal through this parcel um that the owner objected to mm-hmm. um and i found all the correspond all the original correspondence from the owner back to the surveyor general or even like the instructions from the surveyor general to the surveyor and back and, and everything but but i didn't find what i didn't end up finding what i was looking for but but i i got hooked up in photocopying everything else and trying to read everything it's terribly <laughs> hard to read but but um anyway there's there was a letter that i found from the from the owner um objecting to the line the proposed line of the road now mm-hmm. in my time in property acquisition with rms you know yeah we were always taking the best bit of ground and you know like we're always causing trouble and you know you shouldn't put it there or whatever but the letter from i can't i think it was 1868 i think you know this letter and it could have been written last week it was exactly the same as i don't like where you're putting it you're take, cutting off my best ground and my best water and this and that and like said, oh my god I like, no, <laughs> so nothing's nothing, changed nothing changes, nothing changes. <laughs> i got a real kick out of that like yeah that was, that was quite fascinating yeah that one but um it was it was good and then oh um, you know I, for some reason i i uh, the guy the 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 owner was um um dr redfern's nephew i think um redfern was a doctor in very early sydney there and mm. um anyways it, as in the area um 
where Ben Hall and Frank Gardner used to bush range around too. And I've got a friend that runs a, a bush ranging um, tour company in uh, Canoundra. And we've done the, I've done the tour with Craig a, a mm-hmm. few times and they end up talking to him and he knew the exact place. He knew the whole history of who owned that station and things like that. And I said, oh, I've got all these old letters from this bloke. And he's gone, oh, send them to me. I want to read them. Like, you know, like, and I've introduced him to, and he's a, he's an ex money band roadie actually like and mm. now become a school teacher and, and and that but he moved out of sydney a few years ago and as he said he, he bought the cheapest house on the internet he could find um <laughs> in a little town called gulagong out between forbes and gara oh but, yeah yeah um, yeah and uh you know and he's made a little living for himself there but uh he got fascinated in the whole bush ranging of the area but i've now introduced craig to sort of um surveying and surveyors and mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of history in that too, and he, he yeah, sort of, of incorporates a bit of that into his tours now too. So uh, awesome, yeah. So that's that's, that's a bit cool. of fun. So so the history side of me still goes. Yeah, um, I mean, there's not a lot of history in doing a two lot subdivision in town, but there's um there's a fair bit of history when you get into the rural areas. So. Yeah, I can't, I can't help myself with it. Like, yeah, but... inquisitive. Yeah. Mm. So what's one of the funniest things that's happened to you when you've been out surveying? <laughs> Who have you been talking to? Oh. Nude surveying? Oh, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone that's been around a bar with me probably heard this. Um, I was doing a job. Uh, I was over near Burrandong Dam, sort of um, north of Orange, between Orange mm-hmm. and sort of Dubbo, Wellington. Um, rural job. Uh, I'd met the, the husband and wife, the owners, in the morning. Um, They'd showed me where they wanted them, you know, what fences they might have wanted to adopt as the new boundary and what the story was and this and that and mm-hmm. left me to my devices and um, uh, it was a GPS job and sort of went around um, most of that day and it was kind of overcast and drizzly a little bit and uh, one of those days where oh, it's not drizzling enough to put a coat on, you know, because I can't stand the big heavy coats and whatever, but but over the day it got completely soaked, right, you know, just <laughs> completely sacked and it might have been, it was winter so it was cool cold and anyway three o'clock or something like that i said oh i'm gonna just go back into wellington and do my calcs there and you know and come back tomorrow and peg this or do whatever and uh, i said oh, but i'm gonna get changed first um i'm gonna get changed now before i pack the gear down and whatever so anyway togged off um and went oh geez, by the way, I've got to go up and just get that fence post up there, which might have been 150 <laughs> metres away from where the car was and whatever. So anyway, I've walked up, just just the boots on, all right? Nothing <laughs> else. I'm fine. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere near a road, nothing. Anyway, up at the post and I start to hear the car come up the hill. I'm going, oh, well, geez, I'm in trouble here. I said, oh, it's only Peter. It's all right. It'll be. No, it wasn't Peter. It was Peter's wife. <laughs> anyway, so... I've just had to walk back to the car. She'd parked next to my ute and I've just had to walk back to the car and say, just give me a minute. And um, she, 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 I really didn't expect that, she said. No, I didn't expect you either. But um, that's probably the funniest thing that's happened to me. Did um, you get your yeah. shot? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, that's-, yeah, yeah. that's probably the funniest thing. Oh, there's plenty of... Life's life's not not all about work. I do try and enjoy what I do. Yeah. Um, there was another time I was out with another surveyor um, at a job. Um, 
oh, where was that? Uh, south of Mudgee. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, we'd been for a bit of a side inspection. We were co-doing a construction job for RMS, and but it had poured rain. Like it had poured, poured rain all day. And um, we had to, we were trying to find a bit of control and uh, we had to get over a table drain. There's a lot of reeds in the table drain. It was kind of too wide to jump over, but there was a place where the reeds were pretty solid. And anyway, yeah. we both stepped over the reeds onto there, found the control. And anyway, so we were walking back and I obviously didn't find the same spot. It looked like the same spot, but went straight through the reeds up to about <laughs> mid chest, you know, and just got soaked. Like, you know, um, that became pretty funny. Um, you know, just, just sort of a, you idiot. And then had to, you know, had no spare clothes, had to drive home sort of there, but, um, Oh, some other funny things, I suppose. You put me on the spot with that now, but yeah, it's always the, the nudes. The nudes of Ian gets people. Yeah, so, that's uh, funny. Yeah, that was that was all right. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I was um, doing a job down on the Murrumbidgee, and we were on the edge of this bank, and it was just really muddy, and we were putting all the stuff into the boat, into the canoe, and everything. And all of a sudden, I've just taken one step, just caught the edge of this mud and just went sliding and just just went sideways into the water. But then my feet went down into the mud. I was just like completely stuck, stuck and covered, <laughs> wet as. And it was just like the start of the job. I go, oh, yeah, my geez. God. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, just, I mean, you know, like there's, there's probably, there's probably a few more stories after work than than during work too. But I'm not going to all of them. But, um, yeah. But, uh, oh no. So some of the places we get to see are just great. I mean, I'll yeah. go back to Pax. Pax Saddle Hill um, is just fabulous. I had a, a wonderful, wonderful Anzac Day ceremony up there a few years ago. Um, we were okay. working up there and uh, like yep. there was 30 people up there watching the sun mm. come up and the ceremony up Beautiful. there was terrific. Um, yeah, um, that was great. But um, some of the other places, I remember doing, going a job, a guy down near Jan Island Caves. Um, mm. that we were buying a bit of land off him that um, – yeah, he sort of said, oh, come out the back shed, I'll show you what I'm doing. He's building himself a plane oh, yeah. in his back shed. And I said, oh, right, yeah. And anyway, he said, I've got to get out, put the wings on it. And I said, what are you going to do with that? He said, oh, city's getting too close. I'm just going to go somewhere else. <laughs> like, there wasn't a house within five k's of him, but, like, the city was getting too close. But like, <laughs> there's people you meet sometimes that do things, you know, like um, you can often find a connection with them somewhere, someone they know or whatever. Yeah. yeah you know, like I like chatting with people. That's pretty obvious. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. I think a lot of people have some really good things to, yeah. Everyone's got a story. About. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I yeah. know. That's why I like doing this. I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me run. Pull the ripcord. Let me go. I know. You were, exactly. you were warned. You were warned. Remember yes, that. Yes, I was yes. warned. And it's okay. It's fine. And I think it's I think it's actually really funny because some of them that I some of the, the surveyors that I have spoken to have I've sort of asked them to come on and they're like, Oh, you don't wanna you don't wanna speak to me. I don't have anything to everyone's, say. Everyone's everyone's got And a story. then three hours or four yeah. hours later yeah. it's like, yeah. and you had nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. no. Yes, definitely. I was right, glad so I was glad to be dobbed in. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I just had someone else that um, I know you don't use social media, but um, um, there's a few people that I've been friends with overseas and stuff that um, she was having a bit of a rant on social media and and stuff that she's been doing lately and all that sort of stuff. And I sent her a message and I went, I think you need to come on my podcast and tell your story. Yeah, yeah. She's going, yes, about time. <laughs> yeah. Like, just ask me. I'm happy yeah. to speak to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just not in a big room. I don't just, just this is just six. Oh, see, I don't mind speaking to a room. Oh, um, I'm happy to get up in front of everybody and say what I have to say. Yeah. Actually, just having those conversations with people, I struggle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. So I, I did, um, I did the APAS conference um, mm. a couple of weeks ago and, mm. um, both, oh, I mean, I emceed their dinner for the second time and, and spoke, well, I think it's about the third time I've spoken there, but um, I was actually quite nervous both times. I'm not usually, getting oh. up doesn't worry me, but but uh, I, I found it a bit, oh, I don't know why this time. Um, I think I was a little unprepared for my talk because um, mm-hmm. I hadn't looked at it for a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one that I've mm-hmm. done, whatever. I wasn't quite rehearsed and whatever, but... Um, you know, I came down and go, oh, I was so nervous. And people were going, really? Like, really? that's nervous? Like, yeah. Um, I'm know, the like, same. Greg you, Greg asked me to speak for two hours down at the oh, Southern Oh, the Southern group. group, yeah. Yeah. So it was an hour an hour on the Academy or, well, you know, yep. 45 minutes with questions and the same for the, for the podcast. Oh, I was nervous as hell. But as soon as you get up on the stage and start talking, I just, I just start yakking. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. Start rabbiting on, like yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. That's fun. I, I like it. Like yeah. Mm. So, anyway, when I'm passionate about something, watch out. <laughs> watch out. All right. What motivates you? I I did say before I've never been driven, right? Mm-hmm. And really, and really, I'm not. Um, I, I honestly, I don't think about life that hard to be motivated. Actually, okay. Um, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, it's I mean, I, I had a young guy that went to Newcastle. Used to work for me, you know. I can and and he asked me once, um, you know what what motivates? He said, "Oh, you get up, you're here at six o'clock in the morning. You're here at eight o'clock at night." and so it's just the job, like it just has to be done. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm lucky enough that I kind of still, in, well, not kind of, I do enjoy what I do. Yeah. Um, but that's just my lot, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really passionate. I would, I hate <laughs> that word. I really do, you know. I, I, but I'm not motivated either. Um, yeah. A psychologist would have a great time with me, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just—it's just the—it's just, just what I do. Um, yeah, sort of. You yeah. enjoy, you I'm, I'm, I'm totally unmotivated in a lot of things. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> what, what, I interrupted you there. What was that? No, no, I just—I just said you. Win. I think I—I I think I said you just enjoy what you do. <laughs> I enjoy what I do, but you know, like I mean, as um. I suppose I get unmotivated sometimes, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, oh, I suppose when you're doing things that aren't 
even work-wise that just aren't enjoyable. You know? Yeah, um, that's fair enough. So you might say that you know the enjoyment motivates me, motivates me, but mm. I'm not saying, oh, let's have some fun today. No, I'm not like that. But um, like <laughs> just come to work, and see what happens. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. But um, I I suppose I, I like professionally. I like being part of a project. I like yep. being involved. Um, and and I, I do have to stop myself sometimes with RMS. I know I've been inside um, and say on the Silver City and the Cobb that I haven't exactly been part of the project team, but I've been a big part of the project um, and that uh, I, I enjoy being part. I really enjoy being with road crews, mm-hmm. um, you know, like love the Smoko Shed, you know, stuff. And, and out actually on those projects, like, you know, like it's part of that whole thing. We've really... Um, boosted the knowledge and um, the um, the standing of surveying with yeah. uh, with those guys that, that build the bloody mm. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're too scared, scared to even snooze around a survey mark from me now, like, you know, after we've knocked wow. the view out or whatever, like, you know, they're really good. Like, you know, um, awesome. they'll ring me up, <laughs> oh, you know, we think we found something or whatever, and I'm going, oh, really? But, you know, like, um, but they're good. And they, they have... And they understand how they're, they're, they're running machine control and, and mm. stuff and things like that. And a few of them have kind of got a better understanding than others. But but I know we were one time there that, you know, we they rang up and said, oh, Tom, can you bring the design out for this project? And I said, oh, not sure we've got a design anyway. We haven't even surveyed it. And, and and there was misunderstanding. They just thought Tom turned up with a design, like you know, like <laughs> design comes from survey first, and someone does a design and brings it back, you know. Like, but you know, so so there's a bit of learning went on when they when they first got into machine control. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but you know, that's actually you know, like oh, that's pretty good that we've increased that standing. But motivation, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit quiet for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I get a bit frustrated with those that have. Swallowed Anthony Robbins' motivational books, sprout that crap and whatever. Um, yeah, I just I don't get along with people like that. Anyway, I don't think I'd survive today as a kid, like as you know, oh. as a young as a young yeah. person trying to forge. You know, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. God, I've probably said too much. I alien, alienated Nine. everyone under thirty-five now. So Doesn't yeah. matter. That that's that's not a big demographic of my listening, anyway. So. <laughs> Actually, oh, it's, it's probably from 30 or 35 up. So we're all yeah, good. Right. We're all, good. Okay. Yeah. all right. What's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure? Mm. Oh, I'd forgotten this was one of your questions. I did have a good answer for this. Oh, we I can can't remember. What's my guilty pleasure? Oh, let me come back to that. Okay. I I'd forgotten that was one of your questions. Oh. <laughs> I've got little notes here. Um, oh, <laughs> Your questions are predictable now, but um, I know. Anyway, I, know. Uh, I should mix them up, shouldn't I? <laughs> how, how half the time I don't. Oh, I oh, know those ones. I suppose I do. All right. How do you relax then? Um, I just go home and lie on the lounge. Actually, um, <laughs> I, I, I we I, I switch off when I leave the office. Um, oh, I'm that's here, good. I'm here early and late. You know, mm-hmm. um, when it needs to be done, it needs to be done, and you know, like I'm the only one, really, only one here to do it. Um, yeah. But I do switch off when I go home. Um, I'll often 
say, wake up early in the morning and think about work and go, oh, bugger it, I'll just go back down the office and that might be 4 o'clock in the morning or something like that. But mm-hmm. that's all right. I, um, the best thing I ever did was move the office out of home because when I first set up, I was I was mm. in a home office. Um, yeah. The best thing ever I did was move the office downtown um, and I've now got somewhere that people can come and see me and have a meeting or whatever, but I don't I don't even have a home office. I don't even have a computer oh, at home. Um, that's yeah. smart. So, um, so I can't go at midnight and go, oh, I'm going to go and do something or nine o'clock. But just switch yeah. off, yeah, pretty much there um, and just sort of do telly and talk to the bride occasionally and things like that. Mm. Um, occasionally. Just, <laughs> well, I mean, we don't see each other a real lot. Um, <laughs> like seriously, like I'll go away for the week and then she's riding to, she's very heavily into trail riding with her horses and um, uh, oh, nice. I'll come home Friday and she's gone Friday to Monday, you know, and, like, uh, and I'll go away for the week. perfect marriage. Like, look, in the start of um, COVID, uh, unlike we were at lockdown and RMS were saying, oh, don't get travel and stuff like that. Like we got about three months in and she looked at me and she goes, would you just bugger off somewhere? Like just go, <laughs> just get yep. out of my house. Like you have not been home in 28 years or whatever we've been together, like, just go. I'm sick of you. Like, um, so we'll go for we'll go for weeks sometimes and not see each other. But, um, mm. in fact, she's she's left um, yesterday and I'm not going to see her till, what's that, um, after, oh, no, not after Anzac Day, to, or the week after Anzac Day, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I'm away for work and she's away horse riding for those yep. things. So, yeah, so anyway. That's usual for us. But, yeah. oh, I used to, I used to, like you said in the intro, I used to have a very large veggie patch that's gone to rack and ruin over the last few years, just sort of drought and time. Mm. But that, I used to find that quite relaxing, sort of go out and look after that and water that and stuff. Mm. But yeah, sort of don't do that so much anymore. Yeah. Mm. But um, apart from that, yeah, the lawn bowls, um, find that fairly relaxing. So uh, yeah, I'm fairly competitive, but. Um, like, oh, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sports being competitive. Yeah, I was a very competitive golfer, and but the bowls, the bowls was fairly competitive. But I, I do play that for a social side of thing a fair bit too. Yeah, mm. so, uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Yeah. Do you go in competitions and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. My brother does that. Mm. Yeah, he's from Campbelltown Way. I don't know what club he's with, but yeah, no, he can't. No. He went out that. Well, I don't know out that. Oh, was there something at Orange, maybe? Yeah, he might have been in Dubbo a couple of weeks ago, was he? Dubbo, maybe? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It was out that way somewhere. The state the state pennant finals were on a couple of weekends ago. Might um, have been that. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, there's seven grades in that. Um, yeah. I was actually up at Yamba. I was up at McLean playing in that with my side. Yeah. But, mm. um, yeah. But, cool. No, I like that. Yeah. It sort of gets me a little bit out of the house and out of mm. the office and stuff and they're a good bunch of fellas that I play with. Yeah. So nice. yeah. it's good to have mm. something like that. Mm. All right. So how did you meet the love of your life? <laughs> I was set up. <laughs> Were you dust? Yeah. Um there's a couple of girls that worked at the RTA. Um that had had this friend. She lived in Narromine. My mm-hmm. wife's Karen, by the way. Hello, mm-hmm. darling. Um, Hi, Karen. <laughs> and um, uh, she lived in Narromine. Uh, worked as a vet nurse up there, and was okay. Um, a couple of the girls at the RTA were friends with another girl uh, who was a pig farmer here in town, 
who went to university with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how they sort of knew each right. other anyway. And the girls decided that I might enjoy the company of Karen from Narromine and uh, set us up one Friday night. And yeah, that didn't work out that night. <laughs> really? Uh, no, no, no. I was taken home by one of her other friends. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and then. When that didn't work out, <laughs> sounds like she was second choice, but no, no right. not at all. No, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, sort of, we started seeing each other, and yeah, went from there. So that was a while I think, ago. I think that might have been nineteen ninety five. Mm. I think I don't know. I think well, yeah, it would have been nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I think yeah. I hope it was. <laughs> might have been just nine. No, it wasn't ninety six. Oh, trouble, trouble, trouble now. Trouble now. <laughs> But yeah, no. So she, um, yeah. So we we started seeing each other, and then um, yeah, she moved to Parks be with me. Mm-hmm. We got married in ninety eight. Yeah, uh, I see yeah. you before I got married. Hmm. All, right. Hmm. All right, very nice. Okay, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I'd love to fly. I'd love to be a wedge tail eagle. Mm-hmm. I. I sit and watch the wedgies fly out west like nothing. I just reckon they're magnificent. Like, <laughs> I would love to be a wedge tail. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'd, it. <laughs> I'd, love to fly. I'd love to be a bird. Like, I'd love to be a big bloody eagle. Like, yeah. yeah. I just love yeah. that. That and the ability to read people's minds, but I don't really want that. Okay. No. Well, yeah, it's a bit scary, that one, no, I think. it'd be too scary, I think. Yeah. 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 All right. Would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door? Get out of jail. See, you're just thinking small. You need the key because you, then you can get out of jail. So you can nah, this. <laughs> uh, that might hint to skeletons in closets, you see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Do you have skeletons? Tom. <laughs> Everyone has skeletons. Everyone has skeletons. You only hear what I want you to hear. Well, I know. I know. I know. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, if you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? I pretty much walk through them at work. It's quite happy. Mm-hmm. A bit like, it's a bit like going through long grass at work. Um, people say, oh, how do you go with snakes, you know, like and stuff. And so I don't care. Like, they're there. I step over more than I see. Um, mm. They're a risk. They're not a really big risk, but like, yeah. No, I'm happy to walk through water, but I think you're implying something else, but I just jump in. Yeah. Jump. Good. Jump in. Yeah. jump in. <laughs> jump in. Clothed or not? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right, okay. Let's not go there. Let's not. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Um, if you could go back in history, where would you go? Oh, jeez. I would love mm. to go back to colonial Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd love to be. I mean, no, I wouldn't love to be on the Burke and Wills trip. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to be invisible on the Burke and Wills trip. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'd like to go to a p- point in colonial Australia where 
the native-born Australians were starting to, and I, I'm sorry, I, I mean, uh, not being disrespectful to the indigenous population that was here, but when I say the native-born, the, the locally-born uh, were starting to uh, push a bit of weight around, you know, mm -hmm. and starting to be, you know, when Australia start, you know, was starting mm -hmm. to be thought of as as as, as let's have something independent. Um, mm. I think that would that would have been a fascinating time of of pushing back against England and, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's where I'd like to go. Yeah, yeah. Nice. If uh, what would be the title of your memoir? Uh, don't go near the oysters. Oh, another story. Yes. <laughs> Did you cut oh, yourself shit. or are you allergic to them? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, God, I'll get in trouble for this. Um, oh, You've opened geez. the door. Jeez, I shouldn't have said that. Um, okay, don't go near the oysters. We, okay, family of eight kids, right? Um, we didn't go on a lot of holidays mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. Yep. Um, we did go on one or two, actually, two major ones, but one was – down the south coast um, one Christmas. I think we went for a month. Um, we probably, wondering if we had seven or eight. No, I think we would have had eight, but anyway. Um, and I can't remember where it was now, but there was one, a beach there that, you know, the river ran in on the one end and, and whatever, and there was oysters around where the river ran into the sea and stuff like that, and we had a big, blow up boat that you know we'd go out in and the old man mm -hmm. would don't go near the oysters <laughs> all right we won't go near the oysters and he'd yell off this don't go near that bloody oysters or whatever anyway so he went out with one of the kids one day and what did he do went near the oysters went near the bloody oysters didn't he <laughs> down the boat went and like and the blow up boat like you know like then got dragged ashore and the family packed up into the combi van back home in total silence like and um <laughs> It's like if we ever want to annoy the old man at Christmas time, you bring up don't go near the oysters oh. and, and he still gets cranky about it. And oh, no. Like that. But, um, yeah, don't go near and the oysters. And now it's recorded for history. Now it's recorded for history that the, the, the story's out there and will never be erased. Yes. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, don't go near the oysters. Oh, yeah. oh, but that's usually the way as a parent you tell your kids not to do something or to stay away from something and then. Don't do it yourself. You do it yourself. Mm. No. Be careful of that glass of water or don't spill this or don't do that. And, yeah, you end up doing it yeah. <laughs> without fail. Yeah. At a party, where would someone find you? Where would they find me? I'd be, oh, depends what sort of party, but, um, oh, just having a yarn somewhere. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually quite introverted in a, in a in a lot of social situations um, mm -hmm. which would surprise people um, I'm quite in in groups where I'm known or familiar I'm probably much less introverted but yeah um, it's just a general party you know, I'd, I'd be having a yarn yeah mm. I'm certainly not the life of parties or anything like that yeah <laughs> depends how much alcohol I've had <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't drink Piffle. <laughs> Even I know you drink. <laughs> Not since guzzling was invented. 
Okay. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh. Oh. Jeez. Gotcha. What advice would I give my younger self? Um, hold on. It's a good ride. Nice. That's um, a good I mean, one. Yeah. Um, yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah. Say yes. It's actually something, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing I've tried to do probably in the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, say mm. yes. Mm. Yeah. Cool. What question were we coming back to? Uh, my guilty pleasure. Yes, guilty pleasure. Can you remember? Um, I do. Mm-hmm. My guilty nice. pleasure is the movie Pretty in Pink. Ah! Really? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I funny. love Molly Ringwall. <laughs> I am from a certain era, okay? <laughs> I absolutely she adore Pretty in cool. Pink. She was I always cool. I absolutely adore Pretty in Pink. Okay. Nice. So um, there's look. It's I'm on I'm on the I'm on the couch with you here, right? Okay. Yes, so, you um, are. Yeah, my my guilty pleasure is I absolutely adore Pretty and Pink. I have it on DVD and I play it occasionally and everything. My wife just shakes her head like you <laughs> idiot. Like <yeah. laughs> we all have our little vice, don't we? <laughs> oh gee. All right. Would you make the same choices again if you had a do-over? I think I have, yeah. Um, not, not, a lot of life is not choices, though. Mm-hmm. Um, life just happens. Um, mm-hmm. I have never spent any or much time worrying about the implications of choices. Mm. Um, even when I decided, say, leaving good, solid, secure job with RMS, RPA. Yep. Um, I, I had a gut feeling that was not going to go away, so I just do it. Uh, and a lot of my life's been like that. Um, like even even from, you know, choosing surveying, um, you know, the, 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 um, yeah, that sounds all right, let's do it. Apply for that job, yep, let's do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said, not, not being particularly driven means that I probably haven't made a lot of those choices, you know. Um, That's just what I've decided to do. And it's not Mm. being reckless. That's not a reckless thing. No. um, um, Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with the way life's turned out. Um, Yeah. And, you know, all those sliding door moments, I really don't care what would have happened if it had gone the other way. I really don't because that's not the life I'm living. This is. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. So you don't regret going into surveying? Oh, God, no. No. I mean, I wasn't even sure I was going to do surveying when I'd left uni even, mm. you know. Like, I mean, mm. I, 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 I really enjoyed my retail time. I had a yeah. It's the best place I've ever worked, including working for myself. Like, and it, you know, okay. um, you know some, sometimes you think they, they weren't better days, just younger ones. But, um, you know, like they were good times. Uh, yeah. But I kind of really enjoyed that. I mean, I, I ended up... Um, Doing a lot of it's funny, like doing a lot of store refits actually, um, okay. with the company, um, and even doing like shelf layout design, um, mm-hmm. which is all yep. spatial, right? You know, like when you look yeah. back now, you go, yeah. I was, I was good at when it was, you know, deciding what went where on shelves, and we were 
designing these things and they had to go out to you know 100 stores and this is the way it lays out you know mm-hmm. like it was it was okay this this packet hangs on this or this goes on that shelf and this shelf goes you know 14 rungs down on the thing you know like and it's all spatial and i was very mm-hmm. good at it and yeah. and the company realized i was very good at it and actually offered me a job doing that when i finished uni oh, okay um, you know, um, yeah, right. and even I think it might have been my second last year with project management that we had to find a project to do. And we were doing a, a semi-store refit in my shop. And mm-hmm. I remember we had to um, do a, oh, like a, a program and then crash the program, you know, a critical path thing. And mm. and um, I said to my boss, I said, oh, boss, I reckon, you know, you've got eight days, days down that this counter is going to be out. I reckon we can do it in six. And he said, oh, you know, crap. And I said, look, let me do it. And he said, yeah, okay. And we, we did it in five or something, I think, you know, but just by a bit of an, you know, he's not expecting some casual employee to come up with this. And, you know, mm. so I got a bit of attention from head office with some of that mm. stuff and that, but, and I could have done that, but I, you know, I, I got the RTA job and said, right, I'm out of here. See you later. So, yeah. you know, yeah, mm. no regrets. Look back. I'm happy. You know, like uh, look back for reference um, is fine. You know, you can mm-hmm. look back for reference, but not with regret. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um. Okay. Last question. Oh really? Last. Sorry. Oh. Last serious question. All right. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. We were going for two hours, Millie. That's right. <laughs> um. Last serious question. Um. What would you, what would you say to younger people? Um, who are thinking about coming into our industry? I'd say go for it, but mm-hmm. um, and this is the bush coming out of me. Explore regional areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, look, the cash, the money is really nice in Sydney um, and the like. Uh, and unfortunately, it's probably a little bit to do with what we we're talking about before that the 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 contact hours are so uh, smaller now than than you can do work during the week and, yeah. and and the graduates get attached somewhere and probably get stay there when they go. Um, uh, that'd be my advice, yeah. Just just maybe mm. explore a bit of regional areas. Um, the work's completely different. Yeah. Um, the style of living is completely different too. Um, you know, I'm five minutes from home. I can go home for lunch if I want, you know, mm. like um, – you know, um, you can boot footy training or or whatever. Um, uh, I think the the change to working from home and the whole you know mad rush uh, to regional areas a bit in the pandemic uh, has highlighted something about you know a little bit extra about the bush. Yeah, um, for sure. It hasn't translated into surveyors coming working in the bush. Um, it's it's almost impossible. Um, you know, like the RMS here uh, advertised for years to get people. Um, mm-hmm. They can't get a registered survey normally, you know. Um, I've got no hope, you know. Like um, I've advertised a few times and just nothing, um, mm. you, know, um, eh, you know. A lot of this interview probably hasn't been that serious, but this is probably the serious. I yeah. mean, you know, like it's uh, – a few years ago I got quite – um, down a little bit professionally about just thinking about, say, the Central West, of the lack. What I saw was a bit of a lack of um, experience being passed on. That's from yeah. the lack of graduates being here. Um, mm-hmm. But we've had some cracking um, 
graduates come in and through in the Central West in the last five years, um, though, you know, and there's some there's a group of principals in firms in the Central West, Bathurst, Orange and Dubbo. Uh, they're all, we're all around the same age. It's happened before, but uh, that, that we've got a bloody lot of experience that a lot of us would want to pass on. And, yeah. um, and, and yeah. I suppose you get, I got to a stage you're going, shit, you know, it's not going to get passed on, but then we've had some good graduates come through that go, well, maybe it is getting passed on, you know, like, but, but, you know, if, if, you're always at that, that, you know, if, if teacher knows X, student knows X minus one, and after that it's X minus two, and, and, you know, it sort of all starts to wane away. But I'm probably a little bit frustrated, yeah, that a lot of the new graduates just aren't coming, seeming to come out mm-hmm. here. Um, Parks itself is a bloody hard sell. Like, um, you know, like it's just that extra, say, as opposed to orange, say, you know, it's another hour and, you know, orange has got yeah. a lovely food, food and wine. Um, culture and it's a bigger place and parks has got sheep fields, you know. Um, <laughs> lovely, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's a great place. It's really great to <laughs> me, but like, it's a hard sell for a graduate. But, but I'm, you know, I, I've got to probably try and sell it on the on the work that I do and the experience mm. they can get, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, advice to graduates coming in or someone coming into the industry, yeah, go and explore everything. Um, but there's more. This is the old crusty, cranky cadastral surveyor coming out of me. There is more to surveying than flying drones and doing laser scans and playing with computers. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy the digging holes and cutting down trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, sort of. And experiencing the bush and the desert and things mm. like that. You know, that's that's me, but not everyone's going to do that. But, yeah. but a rural practice, um, uh, you're not going to get pigeonholed either. Um, mm. You know, you're not mm-hmm. going to be doing bloody set out every day or whatever. You're going to be this bit of that. You're going to project here. You'll do that. You'll do a bloody big country job or you'll do two lot subdivision for mum and dad, you know, like yeah. you do a bit of planning or you do a bit of this. Like, yep. yeah, um, yeah, don't get pigeonholed mm. too early and explore the bush. Yeah. That's, that's kind nice. of my advice. Yeah. yeah. I meant to ask you with your detail surveys and stuff, you don't use drones to do? Um. <laughs> I didn't. There was one project done out on the Silver City that they did drone. Um, there were a lot of options on one of the projects and they, they did a drone overlay through there and then went back and did a full detail on the chosen line. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we did look at, at mobile laser scanning for the 55Ks, but yeah. the advice we got back basically was the roads just the roughness of the road and the dust was just oh, going like it was yeah. dirt road see like yeah, you know, yeah. it's just gonna just gonna preclude anything coming back you know mm. and we'd still have to put all the control in we put in anyway mm. you know, like sort mm. of thing so it mm. um that was sort of that yeah mm. uh, okay yeah. Oh, mm. very good mm. it's been interesting we do have a drone and laser scanner here but you know like yeah but, you know so we can do it yeah, yeah. we just didn't do it for that yeah yeah, yeah. fair enough Okay, we're up to quick shots. Go. So, tea or coffee? Tea. Haven't had a coffee since November 1998. Oh, you're kidding. No. Hate the smell of it. Hate the taste of it. Mind you, I was a coffee addict going through uni and school and things like that, but went cold turkey. Wow, okay. Cat or dog? Dog. Border Collie specifically. 
Oh, nice. Sunrise or sunset? Either. Yeah. Probably Summer sunset. Or... I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah no. Yeah. Either. Yeah. As long as they're in the both bush. nice. Yeah. Mm. I just don't see many sunrises. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Summer or winter? Oh, either. I don't get. I don't get hot in summer. I don't get too cold in winter. Um, yeah. Roller coasters. Do you love or hate them? Oh, they're fun to go on occasionally. <laughs> I once, I once, I once threw up on the merry-go-round at um, <laughs> at Luna Park as about a fifteen-year-old. Oh, yuck! Uh, three items you'd take to a desert island. Oh. Three items I would take to a desert island. Oh, a s- Ooh, I don't know. Um, ooh, I've no idea. My God, um, I've got you. I'm trying to come up with something, um, you know, prophetic or something like that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'd have to have some music, actually. So, um mm-hmm. Some sort of solar-powered music player with, right. with with my music collection on it. Yep. Um, we're not, we're going to preclude you know food and water because that's already there. Um, yeah. What am I going to take? What am I going to take? Oh, music! I really don't know. You've got me there. Oh Absolutely. My God. Yeah. I think that's a first. <laughs> What know. if it was out in the bush oh, <laughs> and see, not a desert yeah, island? Yeah, yeah, you take me to the desert north of Pack Saddle or something like that. Yeah, that's all right. All right, I'll three items pair, you'd take good out pair, of Good pair of walking boots. Yep. Yep. Um, a good hat mm-hmm. and some music. There nice. Beautiful. Done. Good choices. I didn't, okay. I didn't like the Central Coast. It was too close to the bush. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a water baby. I can... No. Favourite song or favourite artist? All right. Before we went on record, I did say I wanted to yes, get the music now. you did. I knew this was coming. So um, you can give me two. You can oh, expand on geez. this. Now, you're it's hard. Really, oh, okay, it's hard. I am a child of the 80s, right? And you've mm-hmm. had a few on that and grew up with pub bands and, mm-hmm. and major acts playing in small small rooms, yes. you know, like. yeah. The you know the hoodoo gurus, hunters and collectors, spy oh, versus spy, the oils, love you know, like the hoodoo gurus. The guru, the gurus played my eighteenth birthday, right? Okay, nice. Well, they played at Central Coast Leeds Club on my eighteenth birthday, so I had about five hundred people to my birthday party. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, yeah. So look, so so you kind of got me to choose, but oh, there is one. Um, there's one soundtrack to my life that's sort of gone on through there, and that's that's a band from Melbourne, Weddings Parties Anything. Um, <gasps> oh, my God, I haven't heard them for ages. Oh, they are mate, awesome. Mate, that um, – and, and, and since then, Mick Thomas, the lead singer, like, um, you know, followed him yep. all the – for, you know, 30 years. Oh, I used years to listen to them all the time. Um, yeah. Um, and that's – they've led me to a few others. Um, but, yeah, I mean – yeah, Mick, Mick and the Weddings, yeah, that, anything in life you can find a Mick or Wedding song that just mm-hmm. has got. I love lyricists. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's to do with the poetry side of things and, yep. and, yep. and whatever. Um, I love any artist that can take a, 
or I love a lyricist that can take a, a seemingly innate moment and create a story about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, about anything. Um, yeah, there's a guy um, who I got to through Mick. Um, he did a he did a spoken word um, tune. He did the words to a tune um, on one of Mick's albums. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Gibson's his name from Sydney, from Bondi, who's become a mate of mine, and he he does. Um, spoken word to music with a band um, okay. called the Aerial Maps, actually. Um, oh, yes, I meant to ask you about this. <laughs> I had to get the Aerial Maps you in. You did, like, yeah. you did. I'm glad you did because I did, it is on here somewhere right, and I don't okay. even know where I've written I don't know where, it. So. You've got it from somewhere, yeah. I Look, do. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and I didn't know who Adam was when I sort of heard this thing. I thought, oh, that's... That's terrific, sort of just spoken word to music. It was behind a piano accordion tune. But yeah. um, I've since met, like I said, become <laughs> mates with him online. And, you know, we know each other and um, followed his music and things like that. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, so that's they're my top two, actually, Mick and the Weddings and, and Adam and the Aerial Maps and, like, you know. And the, the Aerial Maps has got nothing to do with surveying. Like, um, it's just um, it, he's become a bit of a favourite with a few surveyors, though, like just sort of through me and me mate in Orange, Matt Forsyth. But uh, um, he does like the relationship, uh, you know, like <laughs> sort, of, sort of thing. But um, he, actually the name came out, I think, from he was flying home from Europe and... And, um, you know, was over the desert in the middle of Australia and just looked out and sort of said, oh, I want to form this band. And that's what it was. He, he was looking yeah. at an aerial map, he thought. So, like, yeah. But he talks of, you know, like it's a bit like, like Mick Thomas's stuff with the weddings. You know, they're, they're, there's a lot of Australianisms in the tunes and the poetry yeah. and, and stuff. And, and Adam's, I think he's 18 months older than me, you know, and he, he, the things he talks of, speaks of is in, in his poetry, um, is growing up at the same Just time. Resonates. You know, the, yeah, it resonates. Mm. And a lot of his a lot of his sayings and words have become part of the, the lexicon in, in our business here, actually. <laughs> sort of you know, lo- lots of long drives in hot cars and um, you know, the, the we've you know, the poetry goes on, the, the aerial maps goes on in the car and he, nice. he talks of desert. He did a he did a stint as a as an artist in residence up at Broken Hill for a while oh, and came okay. back with a lot of stuff from he knows all the places I've been yep. out there okay. and whatever like yeah. Yep. So, anyway, so that's the music side Makes of things. So yeah, that I love Australian music. You know, I like going about the only over there's a couple of different bands overseas that, that I go. I love the Pogues, um, a lot of that folk yep. rock, uh, Irish rock type of thing. Um yeah. You need to go and listen to the moods. The moods. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a link to them. Right, okay, and okay. also um, Colas. You'll like those two, I'm sure right. of it. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 They've, they've been introduced to me through through the Geoholics and they're two very cool bands. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think your kind of music yeah. is, sounds a bit yeah. like my yeah. kind. There is one other band. Um, there's a band um, called the Dust Rhinos from Canada. That oh, I've, okay. I've met. Oh no, you wouldn't have heard of the Dust Rhinos, like okay. a little man. But they did okay. a cover of it. They did a cover of a wedding song. That's how I got to meet them. But I went all the way to Winnipeg, um, Canada, a couple of years ago, and and went to one of their gigs and absolutely blew them away that I went there. But um, nice. they become so you know. But they're a they're a, like an Irish folk rocky sort of band okay. as well. So yeah. So, cool. Anyway. 
Yeah. Cool. Okay. So there's probably not much use me asking about your favourite movie. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Pretty in Pink's not my favourite movie. Oh, okay. No, 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 that's, no. that's just your guilty pleasure then. That's just my guilty pleasure, yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your favourite movie? Highlander. The original Highlander movie. Oh. Russell Moore Guy's Highlander. I love Highlander. I've loved it for years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very rarely see it these days, but... Um, yeah, I don't think I've I don't, I've I don't ever know whether you know it. it. Yeah. No, I know it. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it. Mind yeah. you, I'm really, really hopeless at remembering... Yeah. Movies, no, no, no. I mean, pretty pink, pretty pink's highly up there. But I just, <laughs> when you said guilty pleasure, you're probably looking for something that that people wouldn't expect from you. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, introvert or extrovert? We kind of had this conversation, but yeah, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is your glass half full or half empty? Um, whatever it is, <laughs> when it's empty, fill it up. Have another one. One one thing you'd never do again. I think I'd never do again. Mm. Get married. Really? That's not a criticism. I just don't want to ever get married again. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to finish the one I've got. Gotcha. Got you. Okay. Just took that the wrong way then. <laughs> um, if you had a warning label, what would it be? Oh. Um, beware can snap mm-hmm. yeah I can snap okay read carefully <laughs> remember not to push you too far <laughs> oh, yeah. I get I get very cranky at myself um, rather than at people mm-hmm. um, like if yeah, like I was saying, you know, 10 minutes away, I'll forget the file or something. I get very cranky at myself for that, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm harder on myself, but I, I don't keep I'm, – I'm, I can never play poker. Um, I can't keep emotions in check very well. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, you, if, if I'm cranky, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm upset, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm happy, you'll probably know too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, who knows you best? I'm my wife. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Favourite subject in school? Modern history. Yep. By a mile. Favourite childhood memory? Favourite childhood memory? Ooh. Wow. Mm. You haven't asked part of the people that one. I didn't have that yeah. one in the bag of them. No, <laughs> no, I have. This has been... <laughs> One of my right. I haven't changed. Favorite childhood memory. Oh, I'd probably say, actually, <laughs> actually, that's not a bad one. Um, <laughs> the, the other holiday we went on was up to north of Coffs Harbour. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mum and dad had hired a house, I think, in a caravan park. And anyway, it was when it was when um, Trivial Pursuit had just come out and was big, right? You know, the car, the board game. And I spent a day, and I think it might have been Crook and everyone was out at the beach. I spent the day reading as many cards as I oh. could, right? <laughs> and then and then stacking them at the front, right? Um, and then winning that night um and getting all these obscure questions right like yeah um but yeah 
I think. That's so funny. My, yeah. <laughs> I, and then I got caught. So, yeah. So, um, anyway. I would have done something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Favourite food? <clears throat> Favourite food? Oh, I love a good steak. Mm. Yeah. Um, How do yeah. you like it cooked? Um, when I met my wife, I liked it pretty well dead. She has now converted me to, to medium. Okay. Right? Karen, Karen um, spent a lot of her early time after leaving uni as a stud groom mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a few cattle places um, and was, was very, um, very good at what she did. Um, she's led grand parades at Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane and oh, awesome. won mm-hmm. handler competitions, I think, at all three of them. Um, so she was pretty good. Um, she said the best steak she ever had, she, she knew, you know, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's converted yeah. me a little bit. Yeah. We nearly mm-hmm. didn't get married because of cattle showing. Um, she took me, we took a, she got me to help her take a friend's mob to Canberra Royal Show. Mm-hmm. Once um, now, a uh, mob of Charolais cows, which are white, um, mm-hmm. that needed scrubbing at like four o'clock in the morning uh, in Canberra. <laughs> that was summer, but that's all right. But um, my wife's usually a fairly gentle girl, um, but turns into Godzilla when it comes to showing cattle. Um, and She's I like, was, yeah, it's like I was Godzilla, just, but the I was just one of her <laughs> lackeys that was washing cows and picking up shit. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I went, wow. We still got married, but, yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> the, the judges, um, the handling judges came around to see her um, when she first – and she hadn't been showing for quite a few years. Mm. And they came around and said, oh, we want to talk to you about the competition. She's like, yeah, what about it? She's oh, we kind of don't want you to go in it. And she went, yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, so we want you to judge it. <laughs> Because oh. we don't think you're good. We're good enough to judge it with you here. So. Wow, that's which I went. Oh, like, we went to. We'd been to the Easter show once, I think, before we were mm. married. You know, when we'd first met, and like mm. she knew everyone in the cattle pavilion. Everyone yeah, knew okay. her. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, um, mm. I can't remember where that question started, but yeah, <laughs> that was our steak. <laughs> that was our steak. Yes, that's right. Yeah. All right. Favorite drink. Ah, <clears throat> uh, two is old. Okay. Black beer, dark beer. Um, yeah. Do you know, I had a Guinness for the first time. Nothing wrong with that. In January. That's long, nice. As long as you have a second. You're right. Go no, back. I didn't have a second. Just one. I didn't mate. even have a full whole one, but uh, it's the first time I actually tried Guinness because I'm like, oh, yuck. And uh, I, it was I really do. nice. I think I could actually drink a whole. Yeah, I do like a dark beer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, pet peeve. Oh, um, oh, what pisses me off most? Um, oh, I don't know. Slow drivers on highways. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People who, I don't know. People who won't have a yarn, actually. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Not everybody likes talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Win the lottery or the perfect job? I've got perfect job, so I'll win the lottery. 
Biggest fear. Biggest fear. Mm. Um, probably professionally is is um, running out of health. Something mm-hmm. catastrophic. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole place goes to poo if I'm not here. Um, yeah. Um, and that's probably not, prof- but, but just professionally, you know, personally, you know, something yeah. catastrophic health-wise. Um, mm. Not that I sit there and worry about that, but um, when you sit down and think of, you know, risks and things like that, but, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Favourite sport? Lawn bowls. <laughs> I think it's going to beat golf now. Uh, yeah, I just, I really enjoy it. Like, okay. Yeah. It's probably a bit like a therapy. Oh, I need, <laughs> I need, I need more than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, it is. It is. It calms you down and, uh, okay, it does. Okay. <laughs> Are you a morning or a night person? A uh, night. Yeah. Even... Even through high school, I would, uh, I mean, imagine it was a pretty chaotic house with eight kids, but I would often come home from school and sleep, um, say, late, um, get up, have dinner, and then work sort of, you know, 10 o'clock yeah. to 4 o'clock, go back to sleep, go to school. And I did the similar going to uni when I was on the train. Mm-hmm. I would only sleep on the trains for an hour and a half and, um, you know, mo- night and morning. Um, so I kind of got into patterns of working through the night, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I still mm. do that a bit, yeah. Mm. What's your proudest moment? Pride's a dangerous thing. Um, you can be proud of something, yeah, and the, still be humble, yeah. The, the that's one job we haven't talked about, um, which was my involvement. With the soil collections for the Anzac Memorial. Oh, yeah, right. okay. Um, whew, be careful. Um, I was invited to the opening down there, right? Um, there weren't a lot of surveyors invited to that, but mm-hmm. I was. And young guy who worked for me, um, who got a real buzz out of doing the project as well, yeah. he was invited. And um, another mate of mine from Orange was there with me, but. Um, part of my motivation was being involved as my younger brother was killed in the army. Um, oh. But I, oh, sorry to hear I got that. to take, I got to take, I was proud of my involvement in it, but yeah. I stood there that day and sat there that day and I carried his slouch hat with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Talk about being proud. That, you know, yeah. I was proud of, for a lot of reasons that day, yeah. you know, of, yeah. of guys that worked for me, what we'd done. Um. Yeah, and then having my brother mm. there with me. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, well, that's something. That's something know? to be proud yeah, of yeah, for yeah. sure. That, that was that was just a magnificent project to be involved in. Like, yeah. yeah, and then the memorial is just wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Hmm. So I can be a bit soft. <laughs> <laughs> Most of you have got a soft side there somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. What's your dream car? Dream car? Mm. Oh, I'm not really into cars, but I would love to have a split window combi. <gasps> that would be so cool. Mm. I'd, I'd yeah. love one of those as well. Mm. 
I got nearly got excommunicated from the family when I sold the family combi after I'd bought it from mum and dad when I moved to Parks. Yeah, we'd gone on holidays growing up in that, you know, shoved eight kids in it and whatever, Mm -hmm. yeah. It just wasn't going to go anymore and I couldn't afford to fix it. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? How cool am I? Two. Two. <laughs> I think anyone's ever called me cool. <laughs> Goodness gracious, I'm a Neanderthal. <laughs> oh, geez, it's so funny listening fill to me, you. Fill me full of grog. I'll, fill me full of grog. I'll do anything, but like, you know, like, cool, never. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Favourite colour? Blue. Easy. Done. I'm almost nearly completely colorblind, but I. Oh, you are blue, too. Blue and that's white. That's supposed white, actually. That's yeah. supposed to be one of my questions from now on oh, because so yeah. many surveyors. Well, probably not so many. I probably should have a couple of questions. Do you have ADHD? Are you colorblind? Oh, we're we're all on the spectrum, so I'm yes. not worry about it. Yes, like, yeah. I know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not being rude to no. people that are diagnosed, but like we're all a bit anal somewhere. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. what um, I'm finding. Those yeah. two things. Um, Apple or Android? Android. Mm-hmm. Never used an Apple device. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And lastly, what star sign are you? I don't know. Um, <gasps> when are you born? I mean, when you, January. What? January. D- date? Well, I'm not giving that away. About the middle. You'll be a Capricorn then. I think that's right, right. Capricorn. It's not something I take any notice of. (laughs) (laughs) Some people do, some people don't. It's just interesting. (laughs) It's just interesting. Um, That's it. We're done. Really? We're done? Yeah, we are. Well, I've had nothing profound to say. That's good. Oh. (laughs) I think that probably worries a bit people. Are they going to ask me serious questions or something? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I might. I might. (laughs) Hopefully I haven't offended anyone. Oh, no, I don't think so. That's good. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'll actually get to meet you in person in a couple I of weeks. I was about too. to say that and I'll see you in Orange. Country Surveyors Conference, yes. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm. We might share a red wine or something. I'll bring you a Guinness. Well, can't you just have Guinness? Don't you need to have Guinness out of a tap where the Irish are drinking it because you know that it's good, not out of a bottle or a can? There's, there's pubs in Orange. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'll take you out. It's all you right. said you'd bring me a, a Guinness. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, I might bring you red wine then. We can go to a pub. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's plenty that would join us. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. Yes, here's a group of surveyors. Like, yes, yeah. definitely. Well, uh-huh. thank you so much for joining. It's been today. a pleasure, Peter. And um, we'll talk. Most definitely. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Tom today as much as I do. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another great episode. Defining boundaries with Peter Cox. Thank you.